The 700 Tapes podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. We do not own any of the clips that we will be using on this program. The 700 Tapes podcast will contain adult language and adult humor. If you are easily offended, please stop listening now. Do not go to sleep. In 2019, Jasperino purchased 700 VHS tapes at a yard sale for $35. He promptly moved them to a safe house deep in the outlands of the Arizona desert. If you're into nostalgia and you like VHS, and if you can find him, maybe you can listen to the 700 Tapes Podcast. Here, Morty. Oh, jeez, Rick. Whoa, 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 this isn't good. Nothing but fear from here on out, bitch. Oh! Holy crap, Morty. He can travel through dreams. He can travel through dreams. We're so screwed. Buckle up, bitch. Oh! Man, he sure says bitch a lot. You can run, but you can't hide, bitch. Hold on, Morty. You know what? He keeps saying we can run, but we can't hide. I say we try hiding. But that's the opposite of what- Yeah, well, since when are we taking this guy's advice on anything? Hey, you know what? You got a really good point there, Rick. Like, if the truth was that we could hide, it's not like he'd be sharing that information with us, you know? Uh, I think it's a good idea, Rick. Worst case scenario, we're back to running. There are worlds inside our minds, worlds of peace and beauty. But when our minds wander too far, we lose control and enter the dark, deadly world of Freddy Krueger. When nightmares come alive, experience this world every week on Freddy's new television series, A Nightmare on Elm Street, the series, Freddy's Nightmares. Don't let him catch you sleeping. <laughs> Dial this number now. I've got some tales to tell. Freddy's favorite bedtime stories. <laughs> Dead time stories. All brand new, straight from my boiler room to your home. Freddy Krueger on your phone. So dial this number now if you dare. Tell them Freddy sent you. $2 the first minute, 45 cents each additional minute. Children, get your parents' permission before you dial. Uh, what's up, freaks and weirdos? Jasperino here, broadcasting live like a suicide from the outlands of Arizona, joined as always by my cohort, my partner in crime, my brother from another mother, the man, the myth, the legacy, Mr. Roman Alvarado. Ooh. What's up, sir? Look, 
You know what? Make sure you get your parents' permission before calling Freddy Krueger. That, look, that was probably the funniest intro that, you know, you've put together nice. so far. You can't go wrong with Rick and Morty. Oh, my gosh. That was hilarious. <laughs> and I just knew Freddy Krueger was about to start rapping. Right. I just knew it. You turned off David Letterman. Now you must die. <laughs> I thought this was cool because I found the instrumental version of it, so I can just let this play. Look, this is real nice. I know. Real nice. I love that bass line. DJ Jazzy Jeff, man, he was man. underrated. For sure. If you guys don't know, what you're hearing behind us is uh, A Nightmare on My Street by the one and only Fresh Prince. Right. You may know him as the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. This was before he had a TV show mm-hmm. and before he became Mr. Will Smith. Right. It's funny because I remember in high school... We were all rocking this album. He's the DJ. I'm the rapper. Right. And uh, there's a line on there where he says, You may think to yourself, is he that famous? Check this out. The Queen of Spain knows what my real name is. And then the show came out. And we're like, now we all know what your real name is, Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> and now, of course, Will Smith's a megastar. Man, he's, you know, the, the guy that missed out on uh, The Matrix. Right. <laughs> But he but hooked yes. up. He hooked up with Jada, though. So yes, there. That was an entanglement. I would say, oh yeah. <laughs> I liked your shirt, by the way. For sure. Married, single, or in a relationship, single, entanglement. Yeah. So it was single, taken. That's it. In an entanglement. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. If you guys don't know what the whole entanglement thing is, uh, Google it because right. um, it'll pop up for sure. Also, uh, check Roman out on Facebook. Uh, yes, I am uh, on there. I guess I'm going to take this from uh, the Fresh Prince. Uh, not even the Queen of Spain knows my real name. Oh, hey. Or should I at least say my Facebook name? It's, right. uh, it's actually Legacy. L-E-G-A-C-Y. Alvarado. Oh, oh dang, Freddie. He came in right at the end. Right. Nice. And last name, Alvarado. A-L-V-A-R-A-D-O. And then on Instagram, it's the underscore Legacy one. Yep, check him out. You see the cool shirt designs he's doing. He's still doing masks. Yes. Uh, we are broadcasting in the dead of night mm-hmm. from the outlands of Arizona, uh, mostly because Roman has such a busy schedule. Yes. Uh, he was. We usually do this on Sundays. It is actually Monday night, mm-hmm. and I'm feeling pretty good. Same. Like, look, I look. I, I think this all worked out for it, the betterment. Uh, I think it's it's everything. a it's appropriate to be doing this at nighttime because it's a scary movie. It's a nightmare on Elm Street. Freddy comes to you in your dreams. Right. And uh, Roman was making some sandals last night. Man, it is like I know it sounds like a. Like a joke or a you know a punchline, but it was definitely the truth. Go on his Facebook <laughs> and check out his stuff. It's really really good. Got some checks and balances going on. Definitely. You got the reflective vinyl on your shirt tonight. That I, looks good. Right when I, I opened the door, I was like, oh, oh dang, that's, is that reflective? Is that three yeah. M? <laughs> Man, he coming in like that. Right, live like a suicide. Live like a goddamn suicide. <laughs> so anyway, here we are. Uh, coming to you mm-hmm. bringing you nightmare on elm street and we're very excited you can check us out on the interwebs if you want to drop us an email tell us how much you love us tell much uh you think we can do better we can do worse whatever you want to say to us i love email i would love to get some email and uh if you have a movie you want to see uh that you want to see if it's in my vast vhs library because we are a vhs only podcast 
every movie that we were reviewing comes straight off a VHS tape played in a VCR sitting right in front of me right now with my computer monitor on top of it. But if you got something you want to see, drop us a line, 700tapes at gmail.com. If I don't have the movie, I will look for it. And if it's not too out of my budget, I will buy it. In fact, this week I got on eBay. I've got Jason X on the way. Oh, shit. I don't know when we're going to cover it, but I found it on eBay for a price that I couldn't pass up because those Friday the 13th movies are usually pretty pretty pricey gotcha and uh this one was pretty cheap so i grabbed it it should be in my grubby little hands at my door anytime now but uh jason x is one of my favorites the funny thing is for it to be so far-fetched right so i mean super 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 you know far far-fetched I like yeah it. and it a lot of people fun. talk shit about that movie but <laughs> i li- absolutely love it i think we've talked about it a, a few little episodes bit. back i absolutely love it anyway Check us out all around the interwebs. Uh, We gave you the email already. We're also on Facebook, 700 Tapes. You can find us there. And on our page, you will find a link to our Facebook group, which is also called 700 Tapes. Uh, Check us out on Instagram, at 700 Tapes. You can see a, uh, there's a, uh, what's it called? A, uh, there's a, no, there's a, uh, (laughs) There's a uh, theme going on here. Oh. 700 tapes. Also, I went and checked my Twitter page just to make sure I knew my Twitter address. Okay, It good, is Jasperino at 700 tapes. I think we so, were somewhere around yeah, there. Yeah, I think we got it right last time. We just didn't realize we got it right. Right. Uh, but yeah, so there's that. So um, we have been carousing around, doing our thing. What else have you been doing besides working your hands to the bone? To be honest, that has been it. Yeah. Like, um, so You've been what, grinding. I, what I was doing last night, uh, yesterday's actually, Sundays are usually my day off because yeah. um, I set aside time to, you know, do the podcast yeah, and everything. Podcast. And it just so happens um, I had to push somebody from Saturday to Sunday and uh, I expected it to be, you know, just a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am kind of thing. Yeah. You know, never ends up that way. Never. And it, it, it went from. You know, just a couple pairs of slides to 18. Dang. Yes. So it was atrocious. Right. But So I usually I usually message Roman around 10 o'clock on Sunday morning just to make sure everything's copacetic, everything's still good, you're still coming over. And I was getting updates from you all through the day. Right. I think so. Yes. I don't know. Maybe. And then uh, I'm stuck with these sandals, and you were sending me pictures, and I was like, oh, man. Yeah, because I didn't want you to think it was just BS or anything like that. (laughs) Rogue told me that, too. She goes, oh, he sent you proof. I said, I believed him. (laughs) I'm like, because, man, it was, again, I I told the guy, I was like, look, you know, I'll I'll come in Sunday. Um, I just have, you know, prior engagements. It's a a standing appointment every Sunday because you guys mean that much to us. Yeah. to do this podcast so that and and this is you know therapy you know this is heck yeah it is um you know therapeutic for me to to be able to uh spew my nonsense about uh, (laughs) pop culture (laughs) about nonsense (laughs) i'm sucking in these night vibes hell yes good speaking of you guys i got something special here so we are going to do our first ever inaugural that means first contest here oh shit so here's what we're gonna do I have a sentence about VHS bum, 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 bum. that I made up out of my head. Okay. 
I'm going to give you over the next few episodes. Let me see how many words I got here. One, two, three, four, five, six words in this sentence. So over the next six episodes, I'm going to give you a word from this sentence. This is like going back. If you ever watched a Christmas story, he had this, the, the secret, secret decoder, decoder ring. Uh-huh, yep, for sure. And they uh, would give him the, the code, and he'd write it down, and he'd go, and he'd be like, make sure to eat your Ovaltine. And he's like, that's it? I was expecting like some secrets to the universe or some kind of <laughs> message from a superhero. Make sure to eat your Ovaltine. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you a word from this sentence for the next six episodes. The words are going to be out of order. Gotcha. So once you have all the words, you have to put the words in order and then email the sentence to me at 700tapes at gmail.com. Now, you have to wait until you have the last word because I know some of you are going to get three or four words into this, know what it is, and want to finish it. That's against the rules. you got to wait till you have all the words. This is not Will of Fortune. Right. <laughs> you can't buy a vowel. Anyway. Vanna's not standing over I'm there in flip of the letters. <laughs> Where's That's, Pat? Where's it's Pat funny we said him? that because I was listening. I usually put the uh, YouTube on shuffle while I'm at work. Uh-huh. And uh, Nelly came on today. Oh, shit. And that line where he's like, I'll be on the first flight sitting in first class sitting next, next to Vanna, Vanna White. White. If you want to go and take yep. around me. Like, <laughs> hey, must be the money. But I always thought that was funny because I think that Vanna White thing was a play on words. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I'm in first class sitting next to Vanna White. Oh, you know what I mean? That's how mm, I always read it. Anyway. That look, if it was, like, oh, okay. Right? I thought it was it's pretty a, clever. I think that's a drug reference. Oh, I didn't see it that way. I oh, was, what were you saying then? I was saying, like, it was all the white people are in first class. Oh, I thought you were that's saying That's what I was like, thinking. Oh, Vanna White. Vanna like. White, like, yeah. Mm. Well, you got some in my news? Mm, a little nose candy. Little nose look candy. at us. Look. Breaking in, you know, lyrics to a song. Nose candy, that is. <laughs> <laughs> All the girls standing in the line for oh. the bathroom. <laughs> God damn, God damn. I they, say God damn. They were doing coke. Yeah. That was Pulp Fiction right there. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> anyway, back to our contest. Right. So, yeah, you have to wait until you have all the words to send in your answer. So you can't do it early. That's cheating. But what we're going to do is I am going to take all those emails. We're going to randomly pick one winner. One winner. And Roman and I are going to put together a prize package, and we are going to mail it to you. Yes, we are. This is going to have all kinds of cool stuff in it. We don't even know what's going in it yet. I have a few ideas. Right. We got some stickers. We got right. some stuff I made. Right. Maybe a couple VHS tapes. Ooh. Some merchandise. Ooh. A little of this, a little bit of that. A little treasure trove of... Um nostalgia yeah we're gonna send you some good shit so we're gonna do this right now i'm gonna give you the first word so get ready get your pen and paper i got my paper gotcha right here and i I don't i don't know the sentence by the way he does not know the sentence. i'm I'm going to show you the sentence right now but you can't repeat it i'm not privy to it i don't even know if i want to see it i want to see it but i don't (laughs) all right there it is i can dig it so the first word, get ready to write this down and keep it handy somewhere so you can write the whole sentence down. The first word, as I think is, is fitting for this podcast, is VHS, as in VHS tape. VHS is your first word. Write that down. There will be five more words coming over the next five episodes. And when all of those five words are put together, you will be able to unjumble the sentence, get your secret message from Jasperino, and mail your answer to... 700tapes at gmail.com. You, you 
could be a lucky winner. <laughs> it's been a while since you used that. I know. It was, it's been a couple episodes since I hit the echo. That's funny. Which I love so much. That is funny. But um, yeah, so it's our first contest. I'm really excited. I want to do a lot more of these in the, you know, in the future. Right. Because we want to hook you guys up with some cool shit. Because everybody likes winning something or participating. Like we said, we're really big on participation. Hell yes. Um, I've gotten people that are starting to message me now, which I think oh, is totally cool. shit. Um, I had one guy message and say that he was checking out the movie that you recommended nice. last episode. The Blacksmith and the Devil. He actually sent me a screenshot. He found it on Netflix, and I could not pronounce the name of yeah, the Yeah, I, I, I just actual, remember that so it was... was like, yeah. The Blacksmith and the Devil. So, yeah, he was going to check that out, and he said he can't wait for Nightmare. So this is for you, loyal listener. We were doing Nightmare, and we're doing it at night. So right. So we got to go home and go to sleep after this. Well, I'm already home. That's right. the good thing about doing the podcast out of your house. Right. Is uh, I could just do this all night long and then just uh, literally fall back and go to go to sleep. Rub it in, why don't you? So here we go. Rub it hey, in. Hey, man, I got a couch downstairs. You want to <laughs> stay over? You're too tired. We got you. Look, if shit happens, I'll know. kick one of these shits out of their bed. There we go. Go sleep on the couch. Uncle Roman <laughs> needs a place to sleep. There we go. That works. All right. So I, um, on while I was waiting for you, like yesterday, actually, while I was waiting, I started a movie on the VCR because nice. I went through my tapes and grabbed one at random that I hadn't seen in a while called Spirits. Okay. And I love this movie. We're going to cover it at some point. It's... I'm gonna say it's uh it's the '90s, early '90s, '93, '94-ish. Gotcha. But Eric Estrada's in it. Wow. And he plays a uh, a priest. I didn't know he was in anything past like Chips, right? Or I mean, like spoofy been, ass movies and shit. I think he was in some novellas, like that, the Spanish sense. soap operas. I think I'm not totally sure. But in this movie, he's a priest fighting his own inner demons while trying to exorcise some demons at the same time. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. The practical effects are amazing, 90s gold. And, of course, they got the creature effect with the, you know, when the creature's dying, the, the shit's oozing out of it. And it's oh. glowing and smoking and all the awesome, awesome stuff you've come to expect from 90s era practical effects from horror movies. It's great. It's got all the... It's got all the BBGs. It does, actually, it's got a couple of really good seduction scenes in it. Um, oh. This is the movie. Okay, I, I'm straight up. I'm Okay, this is uh, real time with Jasperino TMI here. Let's hear it. I'm not going to lie. I have a little bit of a nun fetish. Hey. I got a lot of nun exploitation movies from Look, the 70s. The crazy thing is, DVD. you know, she don't got none either. Oh. <laughs> so this was the movie that actually revealed to me that I had a nun fetish. So, yeah, there you go. I'll leave it at that because I'm going to cover this eventually. I don't want to give too much away. But, yeah, there's a scene in this movie that you're like, oh, wow, I didn't know I was into this. Holy holes, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Do you know what the difference is? Oh, here we go. Do you know what the difference is between a woman in church and a woman in the bathtub? I don't. The woman in church has hope in her soul. And the woman in... You can fill the rest of that in. That's the joke. Oh, oh all right. Oh. If you guys didn't get that, email me, 700tapes at gmail.com, and I will explain the punchline to you. But I think our audience as a whole, but a, no pun <laughs> intended, will understand it. Anyway, moving on. So, yeah, no. Um, yeah, non-exploitation, if you guys didn't know that, is a thing. Um, I've got quite a few non-exploitation movies 
uh, downstairs Definitely. on DVD. I don't have any on VHS, unfortunately. But um, there was a uh, there's a production company called Redemption that does a lot of they they pretty much restore older movies that have been out of print, and put them on DVD and nice. Blu-ray. Really, really great company. I love it. Um, they did a lot of good non-exploitation movies. They actually uh, released a box set that I have. And they're mostly Italian, foreign Italian movies. But it's always about a convent that gets overtaken by a demon and it just releases its sexual energy to all the nuns because they're all, you know, Bottled supposed to be up. chased and everything. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of cool. I dig it. You're like, whoa. And you can dig it too. The power of Satan compels you. Right. So, in... Preparation for this over this week, I started watching. I actually didn't finish it. I'm almost done with it. I started watching uh, My Nightmare on Elm Street, which is the um, documentary about Nightmare on Elm Street 2. The one that's horrible. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Everybody says it's horrible. But so, if, so if I'm not mistaken, um, I saw something recently, and I don't even know why like or how it even popped up, but I saw something recently, and they were saying like there was a lot of like sexually gay undertones dude it, they're they're not even really undertones okay. to be honest with you they're straight up it's it's a very gay horror movie and um <laughs> yeah i don't even remember i don't even remember what i was watching but i was like oh oh okay i you know i i guess i didn't pay attention or i don't know <laughs> like seriously so the star's name of the movie, the main protagonist of the movie, his name is uh, his. The actor's name is Mark Patton. Gotcha. Mark Patton plays Jesse, and I think we talked about this maybe a little bit on the last podcast that you knew it was like uh, very homoerotic because he had a friend and they had a sleepover and the friend was wearing like the half shirt and they were like tossing pillows <laughs> at each other and then there's a whole scene where he runs into his gym teacher. In the sh- in at a at a like a gay bar and he's all in leather and he takes him back to the school and makes him take a shower and then crazy shit happens and then but the biggest thing is he's got a girlfriend the the main guy right. Jesse's got a girlfriend and she's pretty much through the whole movie like can't we just have sex and he's like no we can't I'm trying to figure this out I don't have time right now like get away from me like <laughs> I think when you said Jesse's girl that's when the song should have came I love it. Jesse's girl. <laughs> Uh, look, I was going to say it, but I did. Did you know that Jesse's gay? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I don't want to go too much into it, but I watched it, you know, kind of because we're doing Nightmare, the right. first one. Uh, we're going to cover Nightmare 2 eventually because I have that one also. So I don't want to talk too much about the documentary, but if you guys want to do your homework before we do Nightmare 2 eventually, watch this documentary. It's actually really good. And if you really want to delve deep into the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, series, there is a whole um, documentary about the entirety of Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, I'm trying to remember what the name of it was. Um, Elm Street's documentary. It's like Elm Street uh, Nightmares or Nightmare on Elm Street documentary. I'm going to type it in right now and tell you exactly what the name is. So I don't remember. Never, Never sleep, sleep again. again. The Elm Street Legacy is what it's called. Damn, now, it's four hours. No, it's not four hours. Because that says three fifty. Well, okay, it is four hours. Uh-huh. But if you watch everything on it, it's closer to eight hours. 
I I put this in. I used to own this. I don't own it anymore. Shit. Um, you guys know why. But anyway, I, I used to own this. and I actually, Damn you! Yeah. And I actually had it signed by the director because I met him at a con. He was a really cool guy. They literally found, and I'm not even kidding, every person that was in every Nightmare on Elm Street movie and interviewed them. Every single one of them. That's badass. Yeah. That that wasn't dead or, you, right, know, right, right. you know, people they could get a hold of. They literally found everybody. That is how they found Mark Patton. Mark Patton was living in Mexico. Had no idea, because what happened was the movie came out, all this stuff came out about the gay innuendo and stuff, and it kind of ruined his acting career. Right. He had a very promising acting career up until that point. He had been on Dallas or Falcon Crest or one of those primetime soaps, uh-huh. and in our commercials and a couple of TV spots, and pretty notable. Like he was, he was going up, up the ladder. The yeah, yeah, yeah. So he thought this major motion picture, Nightmare on Elm Street Two, the sequel to this huge hit, as we're going to talk about here in a minute, right. how big of a hit it was, was going to just launch him into superstardom. Damn. And instead, it kind of killed his career because the undertones were written into the movie script. But the fact that he was gay in real life, uh-huh. he kind of took it to another level, not even purposely, but just kind of because of how he was, it right. just kind of messed well with the script, I guess. And then everybody kind of blamed him for making the movie gay and ruining it, even though it was blatantly written into the script. Damn. So he left town. He quit acting. He left town and he disgraced and just didn't want anything to do with it anymore. Ended up living in Mexico. Years and years later, the movie resurfaces and now becomes, instead of like a joke of the series, it's now more with, you know, LBGTQ and all the other stuff going. It kind of became a cult classic for that very reason among certain um, people, fan bases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he became incredibly popular, but nobody could find him. Damn. Nobody knew where he was. He dropped off the face of the earth. He was living in Mexico. The guy, when he was doing the nightmare on Elm street documentary Mm -hmm. did a lot of footwork and found him Damn, and then had to explain to him. Yeah, this is a big, huge cult classic. Your people are dying to meet you. And he had no idea. And he was like, what? So now he's going around doing cons. He was actually at, I think it was uh, mad monster. One of the years I did it. Nice. Uh, I kind of waved on it, but I never got a chance to go over and talk to him because there were so many people there. He's insanely popular. That's what's up. So it's almost like a, uh, redemption type thing. Like, right. You know, you're not appreciated until years later. Of course, and 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 to be honest, it's 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 one of those things that um, sometimes you know the fruits of your labor. You know, should should you say um, right? It just takes time to fruition. You know, to to come into fruition and uh, you know, I guess mature. Right. You got to think that's thirty years ago. So that documentary, if you guys want to check it out, is called Scream Queen: My Nightmare on Elm Street. And it's all about him specifically. And it's kind of cool because it talks all about um, his life and how he grew up and the connections he made. There's a part where he talks about he made out with David Bowie. Wow. And I was like, well, that's kind of cool. And he was on, oh, he did Broadway. Like he was doing Broadway before he was actually in the movies. Oh. He did Broadway with Cher and like all kinds of crazy stuff. So he really had a good career kind of budding before all this stuff happened. But um, that's called Scream Queen, My Nightmare on Elm Street. But yeah, getting back to that other nightmare documentary, Never Sleep Again. Uh-huh. If you watch all the extras and everything on it, you're it's an entire... I started watching it when I got the DVD. Uh-huh. It was my day off, and I literally watched it all day. Damn. I would take breaks to make food or go do something. I'd come back, and then I'd keep watching. I watched all the extras. It's literally eight hours worth of stuff. But if you're in a nightmare on Elm Street, 
it it never got boring. I sat there on the edge of my seat the whole time, like, wow, this is really, really interesting. So that's some stuff you guys can check out if you want to delve deeper into the world of Freddy Krueger. And, and this is why we do this fucking podcast. Because yeah. it's the to be honest, it's the it's the the people that want to you know turn over every stone, you know that right. uh, about a movie or get a different perspective about you know certain things. Um, just looking like a, I watched a documentary last night on uh, Stefan Mulberry. He's a, oh, nice. Uh, basketball he player. He used to be right? a Phoenix Sun. Right, right. Yeah. So I used to think he was trash. He had his own shoes, too. Remember those? Yeah. Remember the Mulberries? Yeah, and the yeah. Stephen Berry and all that. Yep. So um, at yeah, one he point got, time, Yeah, he didn't get much love. I used to think he was trash, you know. And then watching the, the documentary last night, it gave me a different perspective on... Right. Because... Me being, you know, younger at the time, it, you know, you you only see what you you only think you know what you see until right. you know in all reality you, you get to see behind the curtain, you know, understanding. And I'm going to use you know the Wizard of Oz as a uh, as a, uh, an, a an example. You know, the the man behind the curtain. Oh yeah, the Pay great no and powerful Oz. Pay no attention. Wait, I got this. Pay no Pay attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> so it's that you know actually getting to um see the person for who they are not what the media right. portrays them as um it is it, you know it's definitely one of those things to where it's cool to see um you know like with nightmare on Elm street too to to see the lgbtq community you know embrace right. yep um you said mark Patton. yeah uh, you know embracing him the way that you know I would I would assume that's like a full circle thing. Oh yeah, you know, because really that movie, I guess for that, for going towards that fan base, that it was ahead of its time. Is right. what the problem was people just weren't ready for it yet. Right. But I like that movie um, because it literally. So here's the thing with Nightmare: if you really wanted to get a gist of the series without watching all the movies, mm -hmm. watch one, mm -hmm. three, and Final Nightmare. Gotcha. That's the Nancy legacy right there. Gotcha. Because in one, it's Nancy. In three, Nancy comes back to help the Dream Warriors. Right. And then in Final Nightmare, it's Heather Langenkamp as herself. And Freddy is coming into the world to actually get her. And it's really well done. So one, three, and Final Nightmare. And that's pretty much a trilogy in and of itself. Gotcha. So so, so do you think with, with two, you think that they took the path less you know less you know chosen well in two he gets involved with freddie because his family moves into that house gotcha. and they put him in nancy's bedroom gotcha and so i mean as a sequel goes it kind of makes sense right and when i tell you how much money this movie made you're gonna know why they made a sequel immediately gotcha and why they were willing to take any script they got to make the sequel because they knew as quick as possible by the way i was lucky enough to see stefan marbury play live damn that was cool nice. i've been to a lot i've gone to a lot of suns game not in the past few years but there was a, i went to 18 home games one year damn i was yeah there's usually there's usually like 41 give yeah, or take yeah. so basketball is really the only sport i ever followed religiously well not religiously but faithfully nice like i was never into football or baseball or anything like that nice basketball i always liked because it was fast-paced there was always something happening right there was no whole length of an eye around. yeah football drives me nuts man because man you if there's dude if if there's 30 seconds left, you might as well go to the bathroom. You got a good 45 minutes to an hour left in that game. God dang. 
But clock management is a bitch oh, during man. football. But I do, I do love a good basketball game. Nice. I, I love a good fast pace. Two, def- two offensive teams. Right. Hitting it seven a, seconds oh, or less. Oh man, yeah. Talk about <laughs> crazy, crazy. Anyway, um, totally lost my train of thought because I started talking about basketball. But anyway, back to Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. Anyway, yeah, check those documentaries out. Um, they're very interesting. Um, if you want to get that Nancy trilogy going, you can do that. Um, but yeah, we are eventually in this podcast going to cover all of these movies. I have one thing I need to do. I have a, uh, man, my brain is all over the place right now. It's awesome. (laughs) This is me podcasting at night, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Um, I gave a shout out to one of our listeners Uh last week. Remember I say, Hey, my boy TJ and his dad. Right. Well, his dad contacted me. And he was like, oh, I'm just his dad. I don't have a name. Oh, okay. I thought I thought she was going to be so, like, Dumb. No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, TJ's an adult. No, no, no. I, I thought, oh, you, I, I thought like... you were thinking of the of our other fan that's 10 years old. No, no, no. Word up to you, too. But um, I just want to give a shout out to TJ's dad, Tommy. Gotcha. Who also listens to the show. Sweet. I'm sorry that I just... So I, I assume TJ is... is so I, I assume Tommy is T.S.? <laughs> Tommy yeah, Senior. yeah, Tom Senior, Tommy <laughs> Senior, Tommy Junior. Um, but no, I thought you were going to be like, yeah, don't don't shout me out again, you know. Oh yeah, erase that from. You I don't know. need people knowing who I am. <laughs> That's mm. badass though. But my boy TJ, every fast food place in the city knows who he is. So Damn, oh, anyway, no, son. I joke. I kid, I kid. You said I kid, I kid, I kid because I love. I joke, I joke, <laughs> I kid, I kid. Right. So anyway, um. What else? I'm trying to think. I did some other. I started the Pet Cemetery remake, uh-huh. but I only got about 20 minutes in. Gotcha. I got tired, and I haven't picked it back up yet. And, man, oh, I, I watched a couple other things this week, and I just they're not coming to me. I got to start writing stuff down. That's my problem, because I'm like, oh, because oh, I constantly do things where I'm like, oh, I got to remember to talk about this on the podcast, and then I never remember to talk about it on the podcast <laughs> until after you've gone home. Uh-huh. I'm uploading it, and I'm like, "Oh, I didn't talk about this and this." Like shit, that would have been nice right there. Huh? I will tell you one thing that happened to me this weekend, though, that I drilled into my head. I wanted to talk about. All right, let's hear it. Because I got This is my confession time here. All right. So, if you remember when you met me, I was vegan. Right. Uh, no, I don't think. I don't. Think, I don't think neither one of us were on the vegan train yet. Really? Yes. So really? If I'm not mistaken, I, okay. so I don't remember you. This just my you know mindset or whatever my thought is. I don't really remember knowing that you were vegan until um, the business moved. Oh, okay. Well, I was. Maybe you just didn't know. Gotcha. I I had been for about six or seven months prior to that. Which gotcha. Was right about the time I met you. But anyway, around the time we met, okay. I was vegan. And then over the last year or so, I kind of fell off the vegan train a little bit. Right. Where, and it's it's incredible, and I'm not going to preach veganism to you guys, don't worry. I will say, though, if you want to lose weight extremely fast, that's the fastest way to do it. Yes. I went vegan, and I didn't work out one iota because I'm lazy, and I dropped 60, 65 pounds in like three to four months. The without, crazy thing is when I went lifting a finger. When I went vegan, so I was I was vegan for a little over a year, and um, first uh, I I like to say thirty days, but I'm I'm actually gonna say like forty five days. I dropped fifteen pounds right. like fast, and it was just the you know, um, just the 
the drastic change yep. from you know um and taking meat every day no pun intended <laughs> pause beef stick <laughs> to um i got a lot of positive feedback on that that beef stick? whole on that whole um <laughs> section that we did actually with you eating the slim jim nice people loved it so that's nice cool. people like to listen to you take the meat on the air <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah you take my meat legacy <laughs> no but it, it like to be honest doing the you know the whole vegan thing um a lot of people think it's a fad and stuff like that and it's like no it was legitimately i can i can actually say it was legitimately our lifestyle right um for you know a moment in time and um, I think I did it because I had to go so far left because I was so like stuck in just mediocrity with life right. and everything. Um, and it and it it opened up my eyes more so than just what I was intaking. Um, mm -hmm. You know, food wise, you know, consumption is done with all five senses. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So, it, you know, being vegan helped me um, cut out a lot of bad habits. Yep. Even though I'm not vegan anymore, I quit smoking when I went vegan. Yep. See stuff like and that. A few months prior to becoming vegan, I stopped drinking soda. Yep. And when I stopped drinking soda, I dropped 10 pounds in like a week. Yep. Like right off the bat. Because of all the sugar. And the reason I knew I needed to stop was because where I was working, they had a soda machine. Mm. And the thing was, the owner was like, you can grab a soda anytime you want. We own the soda machine. Just grab a soda out of there. It's part of working here. It's one of the perks, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Dude, and then I realized that I was drinking like six or seven Diet Dr. Peppers a day. Over the course of my day, I was just slamming them, slamming them because they were free. Right. And then I was like, I'm drinking way too much soda. So I just stopped. Mm -hmm. And I dropped 10 pounds like nothing. Anyway. I would say cold turkey, but, you know, right. in veganism, nah. it's cold tofurkey. Cold tofurkey. <laughs> That's funny. So I went vegan. And I dropped a ton of weight. Mm -hmm. But it's so funny how fast you pick that weight back up when yep. you stop eating right. Yep. And over the last year or so, I, I kind of just fell off. And I was trying to watch what I eat, but I was grabbing, you know, if we had if we had chicken or if we had roast and it smelled really good, I'd have a little bit. And mm -hmm. I'd have a little more. And then it just kind of got carried away. And then right back I'm going to eat some candy. Or, oh, look. Oh, there's a... Uh, those snacky cakes look really good. Man. One. one thing I never went back to, though, was a soda. Because my body now will not accept soda. Damn. I drank, like, two or three drinks out of a Sprite once, and I was, like, sick. Like No. So, look, this is it funny. It started coming back on me. I was this like, is Whoa. Look, this is funny. For sure, for sure. I remember exactly where I was when I was listening to it. And I remember exactly what it was. So, it was um, on your prior podcast. Uh-huh. Um, you guys, it was the Halloween oh, episode. the Green Apple Soda. It was the Green Apple Soda. Right. I remember I was driving back from Lake Havasu. Oh, that's funny. So, it was, it was pitch black and... I, I just picked up two motorcycles in Lake Havasu, so I'm uh -huh. driving back, and I was listening to it, and I was, oh, I was hysterical. That That's shit was hilarious. so funny to me. You know what's funny? That's the last pod podcast we ever recorded. And that was the Halloween one, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's Because what I we were supposed to do four episodes that month, we uh -huh. gonna, which we're going to do this For on this podcast. Sure. For in October, sure. we're doing four Halloween episodes all in a row. Because I was supposed to be on the Halloween episode. You were supposed to be on the next week. Yes. I think I announced it, that you were going to be on, and we yep. were going to talk about exorcisms and ghost stories. Man, and I was, I was super, about. super excited. I was pumped. I was pumped. And then my life changed. And the bottom fell out from under you. Yeah, there was no more podcasts. There was no more marriage. There, Yeah, it all just kind of went away. But I'm glad to have you here. Damn right. I really am. Damn right. Let's, let's full circle this now. Full, full circle. Let's hear it.
I would like to say, though, it's amazing how fast you gain the weight back when oh, you yeah. stop eating oh, it. Your body sure. just sucks it all back in. For sure. So I gained 10 to 15 pounds back that I had lost. So now I'm working on getting rid of it again. And I started noticing when my pants were a little snugger than they used to be. Uh-huh. And my shirts didn't fit the same. I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. My yeah. little cheating here and there. Just a bite of this or a bite of that. Mm-hmm. My, my body ain't doing it. So now I'm back on track. Nice. I've been trying to eat. I'm not totally vegan because I decided I like eggs way too much to be vegan. Gotcha. But I'm just, I don't want to label myself. I'm just, Neither I'm, did I'm I. eating right. Right. Like tonight I had a couple of sweet potatoes nice. and a veggie burrito nice. for dinner. That's what I had. And everybody else had fried rice and chicken or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm separating the way I eat and I'm nice. trying to eat better. But I've had a bad couple days, and I just want to confess it to everybody right now, and I want to talk about it because it's funny. Because I am going to fall off one more time. When we do Halloween, I will tell you one thing I want to do as a shtick, mm-hmm. and and keep this in mind. Um, I'm listening. If Burger King, uh-huh. oh, they their, do the... if they do their Black Whoppers this year, <laughs> we're going to eat them on the air. I'm with it. I'm going to get you. I'm, I'm, total, I'm totally with it. Anyway. Totally with it. So this weekend, uh-huh. we were at the gas station. I was going to drink, because I usually get an iced tea. Gotcha. I was getting some tea, and uh, I don't know why, I looked down, and there was a package laying there, and it was the most stuff Oreos. Oh, shit. And I looked at it, and I thought about it for a long time, which is like three seconds, because mm-hmm. I'm standing at the counter paying. Right. And I went, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. So I grabbed it. I just, this is a public service announcement brought to you by the 700 Tapes Podcast and Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. <laughs> Please don't eat the most stuff Oreos. It's too much. It sounds like it. It's too much. I think the thin ones are too thin. Dude. I think, you know, double stuff might be It was know, like you took, it literally like you took eight Oreos Damn. and just took the white stuff out and put it between two of the cookies. Yeah, that doesn't sound... But like- I ate them because I, <laughs> I, I, I ate the first one and I was like... Damn. You were hooked. And then I was like, well, there's, there were four in the package because it was one of those gotcha. little packages at the at the counter at the gas station. There was four of them in there. And I ate the I ate the first one traditionally. Gotcha. I took the top off. I ate the top. Then I ate the middle. Then I ate the bottom because that's how you're supposed to eat Oreos. Changed my mind. <laughs> so then I ate the other three normal. I just kind of bit into them and I was like. The whole time I'm going, this is too much. This is way too much. Mom ain't raised no bitch. Right? <laughs> but I finished them. I even asked her, I'm like, you want one of these? She's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I ingested. And I heard somewhere, I don't know if this is a rumor or not. Yeah, they're they're possibly vegan. Yeah. yeah. You knew what I was going to say. I, I, I did, did because hear a rumor that they were vegan. The crazy thing is they're actually the knockoff cookie. Of uh, Hydrox. Yeah, so they right? were, you know, they were... Yes. The second to market, but they got bigger than. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you, I don't vegan or not. I think I went into a sugar coma. Oh, your foot started shaking. Dude, my teeth hurt. <laughs> I don't. Know, my, dude, my teeth hurt. Uh, talk about and sweet I was, dreams. I was jittery, and I was like, <laughs> "He's like, you doing all right?" Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And the funny thing is, you, I don't think there's anything good to drink after fucking outside of like milk. And I don't drink milk anymore. Neither do I. Right. So there's nothing good to drink. I do almond milk, but it's not the same. It's not the same. With cookies, it's not the same. Hell no. It's do- it just doesn't get as chill. The almond milk, well, it doesn't get soggy. Mm-hmm. I like it soggy, and it doesn't get soggy. Anyway, so that was my first fuck up. Oh, oh. 
There's another one. That wouldn't that that, that sounded like four fuck ups to me, but it's okay. Well, I know, right? <laughs> well, they're all in one package, so if it's all in the same day, maybe it don't count. Gotcha. So today, oh shit, I had a weird day. Like okay. I've been eating good. I've been eating really well. So when, and I don't want to go too much into that because it sounds preachy, but when you're hungry and you've got that feeling in your stomach and it hurts, you're like, I gotta eat like right now. Mm-hmm. That is not hunger. No. That is your body going into withdrawals because you're not putting all the processed shit in it. It's like a drug. It really is. Damn. True hunger you will feel in the back of your throat. That is true hunger. Gotcha. And since we live in America, thank God, very rarely have any of us Ever tasted felt. real hunger. Right. But when you go, when you eat right, where you're just eating the nutrients, mm. the fruits and vegetables, and you're just getting the nutrients, it's not about calories or any of that other stuff. When you get truly hungry, you feel in the back of your throat. So I've been eating well for the past, well, aside from the Oreos, for the past couple of weeks. I've been doing really, really good. And um, You've been great. I've snuck like, yeah, it's been great. <laughs> I've been eating fruits and vegetables because I'm a superhuman. <laughs> anyway, um, I've been, I snuck a little piece of chicken here and there. Just like a bite of though, like a, not, right. not a whole piece. Just, just, like, just a taste. We a had teriyaki chicken the other night, and I walked down the stairs, and it smelled so good. I was like, yeah, I could try a little bite of it. Fuck that. yeah. And that's, that's I, before it was enough, I could just smell a steak cooking, and that was enough for me. That would satisfy oh, my no. craving. And better I'd be than like, me, man. Man, that smells good. I'm good just smelling it. Though. I'll make the mistake with steak every time, <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway... I got home from work today, and I had eaten good. I had some vegetables for lunch, nice. uh, a couple of small potatoes. Nice. And uh, been drinking water more. Nice. You know, trying to lay off the. Cause I, I'm really bad about the tea. energy drinks and the oh, coffee. Shit. You know that's probably why I'm not dropping the weight as fast as I did you're still last t- time. Taking so all I'm that still, sugar. Yeah. Anyway, so I've been trying to drink more water at work. I got home and I was like, I'm really tired, but I, I don't I, I I don't know if I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. Or if I just want to eat something, right? I don't feel hungry. I don't feel like I should be hungry yet. But I was kind of tooling around, and I opened the opened the <laughs> cupboard, and I looked in there, and I saw it. Oh, you saw it. And and I kind of went back to my childhood a little bit. Oh shit! Chef Boyardee cheese ravioli. Oh shit! The overstuffed ones. Overstuffed. And so it's, like, it's been these overstuffed things right. that have been fucking yeah. you up, huh? There's a theme going on here, I guess. <laughs> uh, Maybe shit. Freud would have a field day with it. I don't know. Right. <laughs> so I was like, oh, man. So I popped that thing open. And as I always used to. Ate it. Right, right, out the, right out the can. Gotcha. You don't warm that shit up. And everybody in the house is like. <laughs> so, yeah. So then I, yeah, I polished off that can of cheese raviolis and they were actually good the last time i tried to eat some chef boyardee mm-hmm. it didn't even taste like food to me Ugh. and i was like they must have changed the recipe or something maybe they changed it back because today it wasn't that bad man I so I'm, I'm since we're on this topic you know and then i know we're gonna get to freddy but right right holy shit like the, I, I was talking it was my friend's birthday over the weekend and um i've been trying not to drink soda so it's been almost two months. No, it's been a little over two months. Congratulations. Um, I've, I've had one soda. Um, so Saturday night, I was like, man, do you guys have anything else besides soda? Uh-huh. And she was like, yeah, we have those little hugs right there. Those like They're like little barrels of juice. Oh, yeah. I love those. Man, those things taste but like shit s- now. Really? Now. They're like, like pure sugar, though. I know man, that. Man, they are the worst. Really? Like, so it was literally a little hug. Water or soda, right? So 
you fucked up, I fucked up, we all fuck up together. Okay, all right. So I drank some soda, right? What kind of soda did you have? <laughs> it was actually some Shasta Tiki Shasta? Punch. Oh. Tiki Punch. I want a pop. Yeah, man. I want oh. a Shasta. Oh, my goodness gracious. Right? It was... It was Nice. The bomb diggity. Man, that's a lot of sugar, too. Oh, that that's tiki a, it punch. was... A man. But it was worth it. My soda of choice was always <laughs> Diet Dr. Pepper and Coke Zero. Okay. Coke Zero was a shit. Gotcha. I, I actually like Diet Dr. Especially Pepper. Especially when the Diet Dr. Pepper was perfect when you mm-hmm. put a little rum in it. Oh. It was perfect. Anyway. Perfect. <laughs> Okay, so I don't feel so bad. Work. I don't feel so bad now. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. I think okay. I had another fuck up. You know, like I don't want to say like another fuck up, but it was something similar to. It. I just can't remember. It. But when I do, all right, I'll blurt that shit out. Just drop right in. Let me know. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Oh, oh, I know what it is. I got it. I got it. So, uh oh, spaghettios. Uh oh. Fucking terrible. I don't know oh. how the fuck I ate them as kids. Was it Chef Boyardee SpaghettiOs? Uh, they're uh-oh SpaghettiOs. So uh-oh I don't know. SpaghettiOs. Yeah, so I don't that's know if that's totally Chef Boyardee. But holy shit, those things are the fucking worst. And we used to polish those cans off like nobody's business. Wow. Did you hear that? Yes. I don't know where that came from. Neither do I. I'm I, scared. I, I was... I. I you know, I'm always scared when little white girls chant. <laughs> <laughs> Children of the corn. Children you know? of the corn. That kid was red. He wasn't even white. You're like, nah, he was definitely a spawn of Satan. Right. <laughs> right. Sorry, gingers out there. <laughs> you guys gingers. don't have any souls anyway. Did you, ever see the, did you ever see the South Park where they convinced Cartman that he was ginger? Oh, my gosh. Oh, it was horrible. Oh. Anyway, so Nightmare on Elm Street. I have the VHS. And, and look, you said snacky cakes earlier. Snacky cakes. Yeah. <laughs> you want some cheesy poofs? Yeah, I want some cheesy poofs. <laughs> but man. He comes home. She's like, what's wrong, honey? Oh, it's just, a, oh, nothing. No, what's wrong? Well, all the kids at school say I'm fat. Well, you're not fat, honey. You're big boned. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love Cartman. Oh, yeah, everybody. We all got a little bit Cartman in us somewhere. <laughs> the worst episode ever, and this pisses me off just thinking about it, was when they got fried chicken, uh-huh. and they were all helping bring the groceries in, and Cartman ate all the skin off the fried chicken while they were bringing the groceries in. <laughs> that little bastard. Dude, that, it oh, really it raises shit. my blood pressure just thinking about it. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so here's the previews that I got on Nightmare on Elm Street. Gotcha. But... I think I'm remiss because I left something out because we cannot talk about the previews. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got you. You definitely did. Right. I think we're getting back we on it. Cannot so we cannot talk to the pre. We cannot do the previews until we do the, the tale of the tale. Sorry, I got a little bit ahead of myself. So this is the back of the VHS. If Nancy doesn't wake up screaming, she won't wake up at all. Nancy is having nightmares. Something in her haunted sleep wants to kill her. Something monstrous. Something unstoppable. But she has more to fear. Much, much more. Her high school friends, she discovers, are having the same fiendish dream. And they are being butchered, systematically slaughtered in their sleep by the predatory monster of their shared nightmare. When baffled investigating police ignore her chilling explanation, Nancy prepares to traverse into the hellish realm of nightmares to wage her own extraordinary battle with the ghastly killer. 
dare she confronts the dark, decade-old secret of the very real Nightmare on Elm Street. Writer-director Wes Craven, Last House on the Left, has composed an innovative horror fantasy that will expose your deepest primal fear, but can you tell yourself it's only a dream? Can't you? Yeah. If Nancy doesn't wake up screaming, she won't wake up at all. All right. Before I do the previews, I have one story here. All right, let's hear it. So we were doing. So when I was heavily into doing shirts, mm-hmm. international horror sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Every year, that was a film festival came through town. Gotcha. That was our big show of the year. Okay. That was above Phoenix Comic Con and everything else. That's the show we made the most money at. Gotcha. Every year. I knew if I dropped into that show, I was easily going to walk away from the weekend with two grand in my pocket. We made good money at those shows. I met a lot of interesting actors and stuff. That's where I think that's the one of the shows where I met Brian Krause that we talked about in the, nice. last, in the last episode. I met Lance Hendrickson, which was also a cool story. But this one, they would have uh, silent auctions mm-hmm. where you would... They'd have the stuff up there, and then you would, you know, bid. write up. Or you'd buy raffle tickets for it or whatever. Gotcha. You could bid on it. Well, this one, it was raffle tickets. Okay. And the raffle tickets were like, I don't know, two bucks or something like that. It was the Nightmare on Elm Street poster, the the really good one, the one that's on the cover of this VHS that you guys can't see. If you're on Instagram at 700 Tapes, though, I did post pictures of this earlier in the week. You can go see the VHS that we actually did this review off of. It's this poster. Nice. With Nancy's face with the claw above it. If you guys know it, you've seen it. Um, it was a poster like that, and it was huge. It was like full-size, 24 by 36 poster or whatever, movie poster size. Mm-hmm. And um, it was signed by Robert, Robert Ungland and Heather Langenkamp. Nice. Freddy Krueger and Nancy. Right, right, right. I was like, oh. So I, I wanted it. I wanted it bad. I dropped like 35, 40 tickets into that bucket. Damn. I mean, I was like... So you got to think that's... I was like, I'm a shoe in There's the, no way I'm not winning this poster. The equivalent is what, you know, 65, 70 bucks? Yeah, take? yeah. I was drop. I just dropped a bunch of tickets in there. So the drawing comes and everybody, the last, you know, it's the last thing they do at the show before mm-hmm. everybody goes home. So everybody's gathered around excited. And then they're like, and if you're not here, we're going to draw another name. I'm like, sweet. Right. So I'm like, that just doubled my chances because what are the chances anybody else is here that's blah, 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 blah. So standing there. I didn't win. Some lady that bought one, one ticket, a fucking ticket won that poster. And people were watching me. They're like, don't you follow her outside? Because <laughs> I was about to follow her outside and take that poster from her. I was fit to be tied. Too fit. I was okay. so angry so like, no that's my poster i kill you, bitch. turned into scary terry that's my poster bitch i'll kill you bitch oh my god <laughs> he sure says bitch a lot <laughs> yeah that's funny all right so on this vhs there were swords and not knives right have you ever seen that episode <laughs> no it's freaking hilarious i'm gonna have to go watch it now yes and i have a scary terry figure around here somewhere Best. I don't know what I did with it. It's in a box back there, yeah. I had a whole Rick and Morty set, and I ended up um, getting rid of them for reasons I don't want to talk about. Anyway, um, previews on this VHS. All right. Every preview on this VHS was for another Nightmare on Elm Street movie. <laughs> Same, you know, it seems fitting. So, 
The first one we got the preview for was Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, which we've already touched on a little bit, the right. gay one. Right. And um, I actually really liked that movie. Gotcha. I think the, the practical effects in it were really, really good, the way they did it. There's all kinds of crazy shit happening in that movie. Freddy literally comes busting out of this guy's chest like an alien. Damn. Um, it's that the Freddy figure that you see behind you with the fire behind him, that's from Nightmare 2 because he actually comes out into the real world and everything's on fire and he's standing there like I have him standing. Uh-huh. And he does that famous line where he goes, you are all my children now. <laughs> and because it was a pool party and there was right. a bunch of teenagers there and stuff. And yeah, that's also I, that. I always thought that's where I always thought that's where Johnny Depp was in that and in, in, in the pool party. Oh, really? I I promise you, every oh, time I think yeah. of it, because that's when he's fucking those kids up in like the hallway, right? Like the after they run, you know. Oh from yeah, the pool. yeah. He's just fucking everybody. And he, yes. Yeah. <laughs> fucking everybody up. I should have finished that sentence. But um, yeah, it's cool. And then there's uh, the whole part where he that where he peels back his yep. head. He's like. I got you got the body and I got the brains, which was also from the Fresh Prince song. Oh shit! So yeah, so that that was the first trailer. The second trailer was for Nightmare on Elm Street Three, which Dream is, Warriors, which is like the the best one. That is everybody's favorite because it's it's so badass. It is such a dream and movie. I would say, yeah, and I have the the Nightmare Three Freddy also right next to the Nightmare Two Freddy. But what I really want, what I really really want. And I'm going to give a shout out now. To is that Ro- is that 2010 Freddy? Huh? Is that Ro- is oh, that? Hell no! I was about no. to say. I, look, is that Rorschach's Freddy? Hell <laughs> to the no! I'm not even going to address that on this episode because right. it ain't even worth it. it Fuck ain't that! Worth my time. Fuck that shit! That's yeah, that, all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, that movie was garbage. Yeah. Garbage. I'm be like, and I'm going to be like Tupac. And if you want to be down with Rorschach, Freddy, then fuck you, too. <laughs> <laughs> I can honestly say 100% assuredly, we don't have any listeners that like that movie. Good. And if we do, I don't want to know about it. Right. I Good. don't want to know. Right. <laughs> little Mario Winans. There you go. Dude, little Winans there. <laughs> I go back with the Winans. Oh, oh, well, of course. Way back to yeah. the Winans brothers. Yeah, I'm about to say, I, I Remember know. Remember that? Yeah. It's time. Time to make the change. Yeah, we are the people who do it. Hell yeah! See, that is that is. I go back on that shit. That is definitely. I um, used to love it because I had that rap. It's time to make that change. People of the world today are fading. All of us have ups and downs. Uh, oh, you better think about it, or you won't be around. Oh, <laughs> Hell yeah. Jesus! See, I told you. I know my shit. Look, I I love gospel, Jasper. Hell yeah. <laughs> Anyway, going back to Freddy. Right. I'm about to give a shout out to a local toy store, Collector's Marketplace in Phoenix, right down there around uh, 18th Street and Indian School. Nice. Check them out. Uh, I frequent that place quite often. But they have the NECA. I shouldn't even tell people to scoop this up on me. They have the NECA Nightmare on Elm Street accessory box. What is that? So my NECA boxes that I have all over here that the action figures come in, it's that size. Uh But instead of a Freddy figure, it's got the bent Nightmare on Elm Street sign from the second movie. You know, it comes out of the ground. It's all bent up. It's got that. It's got a couple other things. But the real big thing that I want out of it, it's got the TV 
with Freddy's head coming out of it with the antennas on his head from part three. <laughs> Remember where he grabs the chick and he goes, Welcome to prime time, bitch. And he slams her head into the into the TV. The TV. It's got that TV and I want it really, really bad and I'm willing to pay the money just to get that little piece. The other shit's gonna be cool too, because I can stand the broken nightmare sign up and all the other stuff that's in it is awesome. But I specifically want that TV. Because remember before that in that scene, he kills Jaja Gabor because she was on the late show and he comes running into the scene <laughs> or she becomes him i don't remember look it's one anyway either way it was fucking cool so anyway um nightmare three is the other preview on here which is cool dream warriors that's the return of nancy right and i love that part where they're all dreaming and she goes into the dream with them and all of a sudden he's like the snake thing or whatever and he looks mm-hmm. over and he's like you <laughs> <laughs> And all of a sudden you hear, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> anyway, so, and of course, can you guess what the next preview was? Um, the West Cravens. Uh, what is the last one? No. Uh, it's You're thinking too hard. Freddy vs. Jason? Nope. Damn. Nightmare 4. Oh. Literally Nightmare 4. I have a couple problems with Nightmare on Elm Street 4. My my main problem is the chick that turns into a roach. Fuck that. It was disgusting. And she had the, the bug legs, remember, for arms. Like I, I, it was to gross. To be honest, I forgot there was even a Dude, Nightmare 4. It was gross. There's five and a six, too. See? there's I know there's one of them that is just terrible. That was I think six. The, the West Craven. Like, I remember. I know it's all West Craven. but was West Craven's new nightmare? Yeah. That's good. I is love it? that. That's the part of the Nancy trilogy. So, like, that one, because I remember they were saying, like, that was, like, probably one of the worst. Really? Oh, no, I loved it. I, I want to get that Freddy figure from that also, which I swore I owned it, but I can't find it. Like, I had another, I had the Jason Voorhees from Part 6, and I can't find him either. Gotcha. But anyway, um, I don't know what happened. I moved, so God knows. But I swear I had that and Final Nightmare. Fucking, however many I liked Friday it because he was more sinister looking. He mm-hmm. had the, the overcoat. Nice. And the knives were actually part of his hand instead of a glove. And I just thought that was cool because it was supposed to be the real deal Freddy. Right. Not the movie Freddy, like the real deal Freddy coming out of the dream world to get Nancy once and for all. And I just thought it was a cool, cool thing. It was a cool concept. Wes Craven's in it. He gets scared and skips town when he realizes Freddy's really coming to life. It's really cool. I really like the concept. You should give it another try. I'll try. Seriously. I'm going to... I'll take your word for it, and I'll try. But yeah, four is when they started kind of sliding into the. Freddie was funny, and he was all about the one-liners, and I'm I can't remember if it's four or five that starts out with the guy having the dream that Freddie's driving the bus and chasing him down and going, ha, 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 but it was, yeah, they kind of went the Evil Dead route, right? Kinda, but um. Yeah, so Nightmare 4 was the other preview, and I guess I'll leave it at that. Mm. Eh. <laughs> eh. Eh. So yeah, what, 4, what, 5, what? and 6, yeah, you can take them or leave them, but 6 especially is someone where they find Freddy's daughter, and she has to help. Oh, that one. She oh, has to help defeat kill Freddy. Him. Yeah, doesn't the she final like, nightmare doesn't she like stab him in the stomach or some shit like yeah, that? Yeah, and then or, the light comes out of him, and he explodes. Yeah, oh, uh, that, oh. Uh, it was mediocre at best. Because I, I, I remember saying, oh, that's my, you know, it's his daughter. And I was yeah. like, boo. 
And the weird thing was that actress they used looked so eerily like Madonna. Definitely. Did you did you catch that? Like you're like is I don't know if that was just timing wise for right. it or whatever the fuck the case is, but that movie right. like and I remember the end of it. I was like, ugh. Yeah. So this movie, though, the very first, first installment. Yes. The Wes Craven classic Nightmare on Elm Street. Stars John Saxon as Lieutenant Thompson. That's uh, Nancy's dad. Mm-hmm. Ronnie Blakely. That's Nancy's mom. Then, of course, Heather Langenkamp. Oh, I never got to my story. I started talking about horror sci-fi. I never went back. Oh, shit. Oh, I did tell my story. Okay, I guess I had two stories. All right. That was my poster story. Right. So then at Mad Monster, mm-hmm. like maybe three or three years ago, Heather Langenkamp was there. Nice. And I finally, I had seen Heather Langenkamp several times at several shows, and I was always too busy. I never got to get to the table in time, or it was too long of a line, or I couldn't get over there to talk to her. She was at one of the horror sci-fis. I think, I think she was at that one where they were auctioning the poster. Gotcha. And she signed it. So Heather Langenkamp was there, and there was nobody at her table, and I went over, and I said, Hey, Heather Langenkamp. My name's Jasper. I just want to introduce myself to you. I'm a huge fan. I love Nightmare on Elm Street. She's like, oh, yeah. And she started talking to me. She is the night. I've met a lot of actors and actresses and people of note or whatever. Mm-hmm. She is the nicest actress I ever met. Nice. She was so nice. She gave me a hug. Oh, and sure. then she is tiny. Mm-hmm. She's so, she doesn't look tiny in the movies, but she's tiny. She's She probably weighs 100 pounds, maybe. Damn. And she's kind of short, but, and she's older now, mm-hmm. but, and, um, she goes, you do t-shirts. And I looked at her and I was like, yeah, in fact, I'm here selling t-shirts. She goes, yeah, I remember seeing you at one of the shows a couple of years ago. And I honestly, I was looking at her and I was like, you remember me? Right. And she's like, yeah, I remember you had the t-shirts at one of the shows we did here a couple of years ago. And I think it was that one with the poster. Nice. So I told her the story. I said, you know, I have a funny story. And I told her the poster story. And she laughed. And um, she was. I stood there for maybe 30 minutes. Damn. And just shot the shit with her. And she was so nice. And then I said, I'm going to come back. I'll come back before the show's over this weekend mm-hmm. and pick up a, an autographed picture because I need one. Mm-hmm. Because I always did all my buying on the last day. Right. And by the time I got back over there, she had left. Oh. This is my same Linnea Quigley story. This is the same thing that happened with Linnea Quigley. By the time I got back over there Sunday afternoon, she had gone home. And I was like, oh, that sucks. So Heather Langenkamp, if you're out there one day, sometime in the near future, we will, our pals will cross again at a show. And I will get that autograph picture that I promised you I would pick up. Or maybe I can get my own Freddy poster and get it signed. I don't know. But um, it will happen. So, yeah. So that was your nightmare on Sunday Street. Right. A nightmare <laughs> on, on my street. Uh, this really is a story all about how my life got flipped straight upside down. Yeah. I, I, I understand completely. <laughs> Which I, did, I wasn't going to do this, but I did it when I was recording the intro. Uh-huh. You can rap the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air to, to that, that nightmare on my oh. street beat. I did it, and it works. So oh, thank you, Will Smith. Big ups. Anyway, and Jesse also, Jeff, big ups to you. Right? Always getting thrown out of the house by Uncle Phil. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Heather Langenkamp as Nancy. Amanda Weiss is in this movie as her best friend Tina. Uh, Sue Garcia. Um, in this movie, he was known as Nick 
Corey. He played Rod. Um, Johnny Depp. This was Johnny Depp's first movie. Mm-hmm. His first ever. They have the introducing Johnny Depp. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. So, of course, it also stars Robert Ungland as Freddy Krueger. So, here's the cool thing about this movie. This movie was not supposed to spawn a bunch of sequels. This was supposed to be a standalone movie. Damn. And um, Wes Craven kind of, he wrote it, he had the idea, he wrote it out, but he wasn't planning on doing sequels. Holy shit. Yeah, you just saw the numbers, huh? Holy shit. It was supposed to be a standalone movie. That's why it ended the way it ended, with Nancy beating Freddy. Mm-hmm. Um, but this movie, the budget was $1.8 million. It made that back the opening weekend, just in the USA. It opened on November 11th, 1984, and it grossed $1.2 million. It almost damn well made its whole budget back. Damn. Gross USA for the whole time, $25.5 million. That is a major, major box office explosion. Hell yes. It's an explosion. <laughs> so that is why they said, we got to make a sequel for this as fast as we possibly can. <laughs> Damn. So then we got Nightmare 2. But anyway, yeah. So the movie was a monumental success. But yeah, Wes Craven's original vision for this movie was for it to just be a standalone movie about a guy that comes out of nightmares and gets beaten by you know our our heroine right nancy damn right holy shit so some trivia about the movie um new line cinema was saved from bankruptcy by the success of this film and was jokingly nicknamed the house that freddie built (laughs) so i guess new line cinema was in uh in a lot of trouble it's gonna be a Good BBG movie on this, anyway. Over 500 gallons of fake blood were used during filming of this movie. And all that corn syrup and right red dye. Robert Ungland cut himself the first time he tried on the infamous Freddy glove. <laughs> Damn. Um, this was, uh, like I said, this was the film debut of Johnny Depp. Um, the scene where Freddy's arms elongate in the alley were achieved by having men with fishing poles on each side of the alley operating a set of puppet arms attached to Robert England. So you you got to read that one right there. Which one? It says this the original one? script. Up, 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 right one? there. Oh, yes. I will. So yes. I always thought it would have been easier. Why not just do the old trick where they had the broom handles with the hands on the end of them and he was just holding them out? <laughs> they had to have the guy. Well, I guess because the arms grow. Right. So that one figure on the, I've got like, Six Freddy figures in this room, so I just keep pointing stuff out. That one on the very end over there, he actually came with the elongated arms. Oh, nice. So I'm thinking about putting them on him just to make him stand out from the other ones because that one's a lot older than these. That figure is 10 years older than these other ones. Damn. It was like the first Freddy figure I ever got. Damn. So, all right. So in the original script, I was going to skip this one because it was kind of a, eh, but But since you pointed it out. Yeah. In the original script, Freddy was a child molester. However, the decision was made to change him into being a child murderer to avoid accusations of exploiting a series of child molestations in California around the time of production. He was rewritten as a child molester in the 2010 remake, which sucks my balls. So the only so the, even even as little kids, much respect, Jack Earl Haley. You're cool, but he, fuck that movie. Like 
the, the only reason I even pointed it out because I always thought he was a child molester. Right. Like, just from, you know, again, from being little all the way up, it, right. it always seemed like that's what he was. So I then mean, with them doing that with the 2010, it just seemed like it was forced. It in. was too much. Like, you don't want to think about that. Like right. Freddie being, you know? And I could hear that. I can just hear that conversation at the studio. Well, we really don't want him to be a child molester. We need to make him something less bad. Like, can't he just be a child murderer? <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. We need to make him a child murderer. He doesn't molest him. He just kills him. Like, all right, sure. All then. But again, my thought is if you're kidnapping kids, you're fucking them. Sorry. Wow. Yeah. Seriously. All right. Like, like how, how, what, what else? The more you know. <laughs> like, seriously, like, because my, me being a father, like, I have to go far left. Oh, right. You know, right. Like, you, you've abducted my kid. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not a man of, you know, much money. And I've watched enough criminal minds. Man, to know. unsubs and all that right. jazz. Unsub. <laughs> but, you know, again, it, it fits the MO. So, right. and oh, I think that, we go. I think that was MO. always. Like the undertone, at least for right. me. Well, it movie. was always insinuated, but right. they didn't come right out and say because you didn't have to. Right. We were talking about music the other day, mm-hmm. and we were talking about how music today is all about. I smoke weed and get pussy. Mm-hmm. Well, who cares? They talked about that back in the day. They didn't have to come right out and say it. It was right. there, but we didn't really say like, it. That's what made it so cool. Like it's me like, and Mrs. Jones got a thing going on. Right. Me and your daughter got <laughs> oh. something going on. <laughs> you say it's puppy love. I say it's full ground. <laughs> Dang. We're all over that shit tonight. For sure. Sorry, Miss Jackson. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, it's like Pulp Fiction. Right. When I'm talking about the foot massage. It means something, but it doesn't. That's what's so cool about right, it. Right. <laughs> It's 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 a in your face innuendo ish yeah, kind yeah. of thingy thing that you're like I think it but I don't know it. Right. But and then he goes, yeah. "Can I ask you a question? Would you give a guy a foot massage?" <laughs> Yo, this is so this is totally deja vu. Really, right hand to God. Oh wow! Sorry, Lord, but this is I promise you deja nice. vu. That one part right there. Would you give a guy a foot mm-hmm. massage? Well, then Samuel Jackson goes, "Fuck, Fuck. you." <laughs> but that is like that's for cool. That sure. means that means we've been here before. There was Hell a glitch yeah. in the matrix that's for sure, which will fit later on, and I'll tell you why. That and and you got to think surprise. this is this is all dealing with the dream world, right? Dun, 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 dun. And here we are at night. <laughs> anyway, Heather Langenkamp beat over 200 actresses for the role of Nancy Thompson, Fuck. including Jennifer Grey okay. from uh, Dirty Dancing, uh-huh. uh, Demi Moore, wow. Courtney Cox, oh. Tracy Gold, okay. and Claudia Wells. I don't know who Claudia Wells is. The name sounds familiar. I know the rest from, oh, we're on IMDb. Let's click on that bad boy and let's see what happens. Yeah, let's see. Let's see Claudia see. Wells. Oh, she's the chick from uh, Back to the Future, right? Um, isn't that sure? Isn't that what's his name right there? Yeah, Michael J. Fox. Yeah, that's for sure. Known for Back to the Future. Who was she in Back to the Future? The girlfriend. Oh, she was. Oh, Marty McFly's girlfriend, yeah, not his mom. I was like, mom. Like, I, I was like I, oh, okay. Her so name sounds familiar. Damn, she kind of looks like Nancy, right? So you 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 see the the trend that they were going for. She did not age well. Damn. She got a lot of plastic surgery. Of course. You know, you got to stay, you know, weird and Hollywood. Doc, you sure you're going to have enough road to get up to 80 miles an hour? 
roads. 88. Where we're going, we don't need roads. roads. Which is funny, and I don't know if anybody knows this, but we played that Rick and Morty shit at the beginning Mm -hmm. of the program. And if you didn't know, Rick and Morty was originally called Doc and Marty. It was it was a spin on Back to the Future, but they got a cease and desist order where they couldn't do it for obvious reasons. Right. And if you've ever watched the original Rick and Morty episode that's not really aired, you have to look it up on YouTube, mm-hmm. you would know why, because it is absolutely filthy. <laughs> so I know that um, it, you know Rick and Morty is definitely a direct you know, yeah. fucking drop-off. Great off. Scott! It is a direct drop-off of them, you know. Yeah. Um, and I actually watched the Back to the Future documentary um, a couple months ago. Oh yeah, I've seen that. It's really cool. Definitely because it shows the impact. Yep. You know that Back to the Future had. Because I had the super duper deluxe Blu-ray box set of Back to the Future one time too. Nice. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> they they said either Back to the Future one or Back to the Future two was like the perfect uh, screen screenplay or whatever. Yeah, though I think that's the movie they do classes on. Yes. That Back to the Future, the first one, because it's, it's the either, perfect movie. It, I'm like, it's either one or two, whatever, yeah. whichever one they 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 classify. I think it, I, I do think it is one. I saw all three of them in the theaters, though. It's, nice, it's cool when they came out. That was um, I saw Back to the Future. So, the first movie I ever saw in a movie theater was Empire Strikes Back. Gotcha. Then I saw Jedi, but the movies I remember going to see were Predator, okay, Top Gun, okay. and Back to the Future. I saw other movies, but those ones I like specifically remember the day and how much the movie affected me. Damn. And then when you walk out of the, we talked last time about walking out of the movie theater almost kind of prancing like, mm-hmm. God damn, that was cool. That was cool. You know, and I, you know, I like I walked out of Top Gun, Highway to the Danger Zone. <laughs> but Back to the Future, man, you're so up at right. the end of that movie. It's like, whoa, that's cool. You know. So yeah, I remember that. And then. Yeah, just the second one kind of blew me, blew me away. I had to really pay attention to it, mm-hmm. and the third one was yeah, it was there, but yeah, it had its good parts. It it definitely like, does. Um, my name's Clint Eastwood. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about it the other day because uh, my lady's Navajo, mm-hmm. and she's a huge, huge Nike girl. Right, loves her Nikes. But I was telling, we were talking the other day about Back to the Future 3 when they were making him dance and they were shooting. <laughs> right. And Biff goes, What's up with them shoes? Knee K. What's that? <laughs> some kind of engine talk? <laughs> she was wearing her Nikes. And I was like, Knee K. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. But Gotta yeah, we were talking it. about Back to the Future 3 the other day. Gotta love it. So um, I'll do a couple more trivias and then we'll go ahead and check out the trailer to this movie. Um,. It took three hours to get Robert Unglund into his Freddy makeup. Damn. So, get this. According to Wes Craven, Robert Unglund was not his first choice to play the role of Freddy Krueger. Craven had initially wanted a stuntman to play the part, but upon testing several stuntmen, he realized he needed an actor. So they couldn't fucking act. Well, here's the thing. Fred didn't do a lot of talking in this movie. Nope, it was just the one Because it really was supposed to be he was the spooky boogeyman. Mm-hmm. And there's really scary parts that we'll get into here in just a second. But, um, yeah, he didn't do a lot of the one-liners or the talk. In fact, it was very sinister kind of, yeah, I'm going to get you now or you're mine or whatever, you know, other than, I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say get over here, but. You know. Oh, that's a different. No, I'm just saying it just in general because uh, he's in fucking Mortal Kombat. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 
Scorpion. But uh, but no, I'm saying I know Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger was in Mortal Kombat. I don't really like counting it though because it's 2010 Freddy Krueger. Is it? Yes, if you look at him closely, you can tell it's a stupid makeup. Anyway, dude. Okay, so it was so bad during that time period. If we went to a movie Mm -hmm. and that was one of the trailers, I would talk shit as loud as I could through the entire thing. Fuck this movie. Fuck remakes. That's not Freddy. Dude, and nobody tried to quiet me because everybody agreed. Right. I don't even know why that stupid... Oh, man, don't get me started. So out, source I think the, I think the stupid movie got made. The best remake that they've done was It. Yes, it was good. Child's Play didn't even watch. No. The None of them. looked so stupid, I won't even... He looked like he had Botox. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't yeah, I didn't check it out. I am currently, like I said, the watching the Pet Cemetery remake. Mm-hmm. I don't hate it yet, but I'm only twenty minutes in. <laughs> I you know, I love John Lithgow mm-hmm. but I'm still I miss the Oh, sometimes dad's better. <laughs> oh, sorry, do you have to go T T? <laughs> I kept saying that when John Lithgow was talking to a little girl from remember Daddy's home too? Right. Do you have to go T T? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and check out this trailer real quick, and then we'll jump right into the synopsis of this movie. Here we go. Show starts in one minute. Monsters do have their place in the zoo, in your nightmares, in the deep, in your favorite horror movies. Not in your living room, on your TV. Don't let pay TV be the monster in your living room. Pay TV and cable TV companies are seeking the right to charge you for the very programs you now get free. If you want to stop pay TV and save free television, sign the petition in the lobby of this theater. Let your lawmakers know how you feel in the fight against pay TV and cable TV. Here's a new taste treat. The corn dog. (laughs) Plump, juicy wieners are dipped in a thick, golden, southern-style corn batter that seals in all their freshness and flavor. If you like hot dogs, you love corn dogs. Everybody does. Try a corn dog with your favorite beverage. At the refreshment corner now. Corn dogs. I'm glad that pay TV thing never took off. <laughs> but goddamn, you gotta love corn dogs. The kids of Elm Street don't know it yet, but something is coming to get them. There's something out there, isn't there? <laughs> We just see cuts happen. What did that lieutenant? I don't know. There's a coroner got to say. He's in the jaw and puking since he saw it. You're gonna kill me for sure. Did you do it? There was somebody else there. He was locked in a room with a girl who went in alive and came out in a rubber bag. No one knows where it came from or who it will visit next. Nancy? something wrong with you. You're imagining things. Nightmare on Elm Street. Do you believe in the boogeyman? No. Whatever you do, 
don't fall asleep. She's the only one who can stop it. If she fails... I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. No one will survive. Who doesn't like wrapping up a juicy wiener? He's your boyfriend now, Jasper. (laughs) I was tempted when I did the opening. I wanted to be like, I'm your host now, Legacy. (laughs) Or something, you know. That would have been funny as shit. um, Half the fun of doing this, I love finding those old movie preview things. Right. I love scouring the internet for them. It's so much fun. Corn dogs. Yeah, that corn dog shit was funny. Dude. Hot, juicy wieners in your mouth, in and or around your mouth. <laughs> Dip my corn dog. Yeah, and I'm glad that paid cable TV thing never took off. What a ripoff. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny because we've almost come full circle because now nobody has cable anymore. Yeah. Like some people, I guess, still have it, but I don't. I haven't had cable for five years probably. Like, I dumped that shit as soon as Netflix came out and I could watch anything I wanted. I'm like, it's Netflix, now it's Hulu, now it's Disney Plus. Yeah, and and I'm still paying less for all of those than I was for cable. Mm -hmm. I remember my cable bill was like 150, 160 bucks. Don't let me buy a pay-per-view. Oh, my gosh, because you're spending 50 bucks on that for sure. Then On Demand came out. I'm like, oh, I want to watch this movie. It was only seven bucks, eight bucks, blah, blah, blah. Right, do that six times, you're fucked. Yeah, and now, I mean, okay, so I have Netflix, I have Hulu, mm-hmm. I have Vudu. I'm about to say Vudu. I have Disney Plus. Gotcha. And I feel like I have one other one I'm not even thinking about right now. Um, but, um, and even all that. Sling. All that together, though, oh still isn't so isn't the amount I was paying for cable. Sling. Um, then, you know, everybody always, like, shares passwords and shit like that, so I have Netflix. Right. Got Hulu. Um... But I voodoo, have voodoo, dude, I love voodoo. Voodoo is freaking awesome because they always have little cheap movies. Well, they always stuff. have sales. Right, the sales get me, man. And like three my, bucks. What? Well, and it's hard because my card's on file. So oh. all I gotta do is hit buy now. But man, they had a. I'm glad I was broke this weekend because they had a crazy. <laughs> they had a crazy sale. And I was I've like, never oh. heard anyone ever confess that. All right, and I was like, well, because I I got paid, but I paid all my. I I'm good, and I pay all my bills. All so right, all right. Once I pay all my bills, though, it's, there's usually not much left. But anyway, <laughs> man, we're getting personal in the finances right now. All right. Sure. Well, that's only one check. Well, I can right. one, and then my next check. It's the play around. Yeah, exactly. I so I first of the month, you got to pay them it's bills. The first man. of the month. Look, I'm glad oh you man, we're it. diving deep we're into diving. that shit tonight. Four shizzle. It's the first of the month. <laughs> anyway, um, they had a crazy sale going on this weekend. You could get all eight Saw movies, fourteen ninety nine. 
Oh damn! Yeah, they had a uh, another another like series of movies. I can't remember what it, I think it was Mission Impossible, maybe all six movies or something, for like ten bucks. And I'm like, you got to be shitting me! I, yeah, I would have spent too much money damn. if I had had it this weekend. But yeah, I'll pick up a, a five dollar horror movie. They do that shit all the time. Four ninety nine sales, and now they know what I like because they got that algorithm. <laughs> so they put that up there. Hey, you could get a. Uh, this for four ninety nine now too. I'm like, oh, I sure can, can you're I? Like, click? No. Yeah, like you're like no. But it's cool because not um, hostile. No. Right? No, not hostile. No. no. <laughs> I I not. <laughs> but I did get um, uh, even stuff like I haven't seen. Uh, like if it's cheap enough, I'll give it a shot. Like uh, I bought Angel Has Fallen. Got, oh, I watched it the other day. Yeah, well, because I've seen the other two. Right. So I'm like, so well, you... this one's probably going to be good, and it's seven ninety nine. So I bought it. Now I own it. But I haven't watched it yet, you know, but we're just getting time to do it. Getting time I to own do the it. two It movies because they were on sale. Gotcha. And I haven't watched the second It movie yet. I have a bunch of movies on there I haven't watched, but I bought them because they were so cheap. Like, why wouldn't you? Because oh, then. So even, you're one of those those sales people that oh, just Oh, man, cannot. I can't. I can't. It says sale. Right. <laughs> Well, and the other thing is, because now they got the movie, the theater movies before they're in the theaters, especially now. So I can take 20 bucks on a movie that I would pay two movie tickets for anyway, and now I own it. I can watch it anytime I want. Hell yeah, Rona. Yeah, it's freaking ridiculous. Hell yeah, Rona. Rona? Rona Zona? Did you see that picture on Facebook? Uh Uh-uh. It's got the the big Arizona sign, and it says Rona Zona. That is funny. Welcome to Rona Zona. Anyway. All right. So... We get some credits rolling here All right. to begin this movie. And it's a boxed out screen, like like letterboxed. And um, we see that Freddy, we don't know it's Freddy right now, nope. but it's somebody making a glove. Mm-hmm. He's making a glove with some razors on it. Let's say it looked like a driver's glove. You yep. Know. <laughs> and uh, it's human Freddy. This is before he died. Uh-huh. So he's kind of fastening his glove. And... Then after all that, it goes black, and then we get the cool "A Nightmare on Elm Street" in the Nightmare on Elm Street font. The font, big red across the screen, really cool. And uh, so now we're in Tina's dream. Tina's the little blonde girl, mm-hmm. and uh, she's at the school for some reason, walking around. There's a bunch of lockers and everything, and she's scared. You can tell it's obviously a dream because she's there, and she's only wearing like a white button-up shirt, and she's Porky Pigging it. It's shirt, no pants. No pants. <laughs> With the Winnie the Pooh. Right. And for some reason, like over by the lockers, a lamb goes running through, <laughs> which is great dream symbolism for like she's the sacrificial lamb. She's about to get slaughtered, you slaughtered. know. Slaughtered. Um, and then we can hear Freddie calling her, but we don't know, of course, we don't know it's Freddie. Tina. Tina. And uh, so then she's running. Now she's all of a sudden, because it's a dream, she's in the boiler room. Mm-hmm. And she's scared and she's looking around. And she hears the classic claws against the steel. You know, and it's really freaky. And um, she's, okay, I'm, ex- I'm sorry. Actually, in this scene, she's wearing a white nightgown. Okay. Because. Um, she's asleep. She's walking, well, because she's got the nightgown and she's walking towards the camera and there's a light behind her and you can totally see through the nightgown. It was a very nice shot, like, other than being like, I'm not trying to be like that, but the way it was shot, Mm -hmm. like, you don't really see anything. But you see. Yeah, there's like, you can see her body under the, but it was really nicely done 
like showing there was an innocence there but not an innocence there and mm-hmm. the lamb and, and all that stuff coming together i just i like the uh uh, symbolism symbolism and everything that he did in this movie and there's a lot that we're going to cover on that later which when you i've been watching the first time i ever saw this movie was on tv when i was maybe eight years old because this came out in 84 so yeah by the time it made tv i was probably nine eight or nine years old damn and it blew my mind and uh i didn't see an uncut version of it until years later when i was in high school and i could actually go rent it mm-hmm but um, I've watched this movie easily a hundred times. Damn. And I'm still digging stuff out of it every time I see it. Like, I just dug some shit out of it when I watched it this time for the podcast. Because like you were saying earlier, like flipping stuff over and looking at stuff. Mm-hmm. We hope that we're encouraging you to dig deeper into these movies. Because the stuff that we talk about that we get out of it, we're just barely scratching the surface of some of this stuff. Right. Because there's so much to talk about. We could easily probably break these movies up into two or three parts if we wanted to. But Definitely. We're trying to keep our content fresh every week. Right. And um, But yeah, we're hope we're encouraging you guys to go back and watch it again with fresh eyes and Google some stuff and notice stuff in the background because that's what I love about movies. Definitely. Is noticing the little things in the background and this and that. And, but anyway, so Tina's running around the boiler room and uh, she's all sweaty and running around and scared. So then Freddy gets her, comes up behind, and she wakes up. She's in her bed, and she's all sweaty. So then her mom comes in, and oh, God, her mom. Oh, her mom. Dude, so let's talk about Tina's mom for a minute. Let's talk about all the parents in this movie for a minute. Right. Dude, so Tina's mom's a hua, is what we get right off the bat. Right. She opens the room, and she's clearly like drunk or something like are you right tina what's going on and then she's like i just had a bad dream and then she looks down and her nightgown is ripped like freddy glow four slashes and then some dude comes staggering in behind her mom you're coming back to bed i gotta get my 50 bucks worth She's a forty dollar holler, right? Forty dollar make you holler, <laughs> and um, so then the mom's like, "You need to cut your nails and stop having bad dreams." I'm trying to get my groove on here, and she leaves Tina in the room. Horrible, horrible. And then we no later on console or right. The yeah. the parents in this movie are absolutely ridiculous. So then Tina grabs the crucifix off the wall, and we can hear the rhyme in her. We can hear the rhyme starting. Uh, the one, two, like we heard out of nowhere earlier. Mm-hmm. It was so weird. Anyway, so so then they show it's daylight now, and uh, they show the little girls jumping rope, slow motion with the white dresses on. Real, it, to be honest, I, like every time I think of that, I always like it. It always makes me want to go back to uh, The Shining for some reason. Right. There it is. It's so stylized, and they blurred the shot on purpose to make it more dreamlike. And they're jumping in slow motion. And you hear you hear that, right? That's man. And I like this pause right here. Never sleep again. But yeah, it, it like 
that scene always reminds me of something from like The Shining. Right. Because it seems real Shining-esque to me. Right. And I'm sure there, there's not a horror genre director or writer or anything around that hasn't been influenced by Stephen King in some kind of way. Right. So they show the kids jumping the rope. It's daytime now. It's bright. But it's still eerie as shit because they blurred it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then they pan over and here comes Johnny Depp. And he's got Tina with him and whatever. But they're coming to pick Nancy up from school. And so they drive to school and they get out. And Nancy and Tina and Johnny Depp get out. Uh, his name is, what's his name? In the Glenn. Movie? Glenn. Thank you. And uh, he's not about to see your light. Oh, wrong Glenn, sorry. <laughs> so they're talking about Tina's dream. She's like, I just had a really bad dream again. And then her douchey boyfriend, Rod, comes running up from behind. He's like, ah, hey, what's up, guys? And he's like your typical, stereotypical, like, New Yorker type. Hey, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying. And, uh, <laughs> she's like, Tina had a nightmare. And he's like... What does he say? He goes, I had a heart on when I woke up this morning. Ha, 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 ha. And then I get lost. And then he says, like, the stupidest line ever. He's like, up yours with the broken lawnmower. It's like, dude, you watch your way too many Welcome Back Cotter reruns. Up your nose with a rubber hose. <laughs> ooh, ooh, Epstein, ooh. ooh. So uh, if you guys don't know what Welcome Back Cotter is, you should Google it because it's amazing. So I put under that comment, okay. Right. Yeah, that was weird. So then now it's after school, and they're at Tina's house, and they're hanging out, and uh, Glenn's there, and they're like, I can't believe your mom's letting you stay the night, Glenn, because they're sleeping over at Tina's house. And right. He's like, well, I'm supposed to be at my aunt's house. She lives down by the airport, but I got this special effects tape, and he's got like a... Sweet ass Run DMC esque boombox sitting next to him, <laughs> and he calls his mom. He's like, "Hey, mom, how's it going? Yeah, I'm at aunt whatever's." And he puts the tape in, and it's like an airplane. <laughs> yeah, noisy as ever. Planes <laughs> <laughs> landing. So then, um, all of a sudden, it's like motorcycles. And he's like, "No, no, no, it's all right. Just some guys racing down the street." And then machine guns because <laughs> it's a special effects tape, and they're all trying to turn it off. And they can't figure it out. And then there's sirens. He's like, oh, no, I think somebody got an accident. I got to go. No, I'm safe. I'm safe. And then he hangs up. And they're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. They finally get the thing to turn off. So that's kind of like the comedy relief part there. Right. It breaks up the the, the, the monotony of yeah, that the moment, scary I guess. Yeah, seriousness. Yeah. So then Tina and Nancy start talking. And they realize that they were dreaming about the same guy. Because mm-hmm. Tina's like, what did you dream about, Nancy? She's like, this guy in his dirty sweater and he had like long fingernails and they were more like finger knives <laughs> and then Tina starts freaking out and then she goes and he kept making this noise and she makes like the claw with her hand and mm-hmm. Tina freaks out but it's really cool because this is why Final Nightmare is cool Okay, if you're a big fan of the first movie a lot of the same shit happens in the Final Nightmare Heather Langenkamp's son is like, she's like, what's wrong? He's like, I had a bad dream again about the man with the claws. And he does the same exact thing that she did just then. Nice. She makes the claw and she goes, and she, he makes the same exact hand motion and everything that she did in the first movie. Full circle. Right. So 
so then Tina's kind of freaking out, and then there's a sound outside, and they're like freaking out because now they're all scared and they heard something outside. So they go out, and Glenn goes out and they kind of go out behind him and he's kind of walking around the yard. He's like, "I'm gonna punch your lights out, whatever, you know. I know somebody's out here." And then it's stupid Rod again, because <laughs> they hear the screeching, mm-hmm. but it's because he had like a a little mini garden rake, right? And he was scraping against the metal. He's like, yeah, pretty creepy, huh? Ha, ha, ha. So it's Rod. So then they try to lie to him and say that the mom is home, but he knows she's not. So he decides he's going to stay too. And, of course, it's that. So he's like, what's going on here? An orgy or something? <laughs> it's a, just a typical douche. Right, a absolutely. Douche, douche, douche. So then he grabs Tina and like drags her to the bedroom. He's like, we're taking her mom's bed. You can have everything else. <laughs> and he like drags her away. So then... uh Glenn's like, oh, I guess it's just you and me, Nancy. And he, like, he tries to start like making out with her. And she's like, come on, Glenn, not now. We're here for Tina. And so Nancy's like your typical virginal final girl. Like, right. She doesn't have premarital sex. She doesn't smoke pot. She doesn't drink. Pretty much nothing like the girl I would have dated in high school. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So Glenn gets shut down. Nothing's happening. So everybody goes to bed, and Glenn's trying to sleep on the couch, but he can totally hear Rod and Tina fucking in the next room, and they're, like, screaming, <laughs> and he's laying there like, oh, this fucking sucks, and he's got, you know, he's got the blue balls going well, on a little the bit. blue balls hard right? on. He's like, God damn it. I knew I should have gone out with Tina instead of Nancy. He's like, he's like God damn it, Tina. Eat God, your food. <laughs> God damn it, Tina. No, no, no. I was, <laughs> I was damn doing, it, Nancy. I was doing Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, that's Tina, funny. you fat lord. Oh, that's your dinner. <laughs> yes. Gosh. Gosh. That's funny because I was doing Hank Hill. Damn it, Nancy. Right. God damn it, Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about Napoleon Dynamite. Tina, you fat lord. Oh, my dinner. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that fucking movie. <laughs> that you realize that movie has no plot none whatsoever although here's an idea for you i'm going to give you this on the podcast trusting that nobody's going to steal this idea i want to give it to you all right because i thought about it all right but i'm not going to do it and all like right. i said i'm always the idea guy i need a follow-through right. guy right we need vote for pedro shirts okay it's but easy. they need to say vote for kanye oh shit dude only come on with, now only thing with that is i de- definitely think you know that that is um a dope shirt don't get me wrong but, and you know, even though we're not political, right? I think it's definitely a farce. You know, like the I know, whole, that's the, that's the what's whole so Rambe shit. That's what's so funny about it. Right? Okay, cool. As long as it's satire, great. Oh yeah, no, I'm ah, talking. I know, the, just fuck with you. <laughs> you know, the Ringer shirt, yes. the same exact thing say, with the, the, the Cooper font. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we're font nerds. We know the font. Oh fonts. yeah, we, for sure. That's Cooper on yeah. that vote for Pedro shirt. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And Both. the funny thing is, I actually bought one of those shirts. Both the, for Pedro? No, no, oh. the ring shirts. Those ringer shirts. Oh, the ringers? Because it's it's like a blue shirt. I mean, it's a blue rings with a uh, like a, yeah. a, a tannish color shirt. Oh, or okay. Either that or it's a blue. I think the one in the movie was white. White and with the black. Blue. Oh, okay. was it black or blue? I, I'm gonna Google it. All right, we will Google it. But yeah, okay, Google it. Right I was now. totally thinking vote for Kanye. That's freaking hilarious. <laughs> Although I did say, you realize if, if Kanye becomes president. That's mm-hmm. going to make Kim Kardashian the first lady. Mm-hmm. But, you know, un, you know, unlike uh, Kanye, Ray J hit it. 
first. And can you, that's what I was thinking. Can you imagine Ray J's like, I got tape and we fucking the first lady. So uh, <laughs> yeah. drop mic. Mic drop. <laughs> now, I ain't saying he a gold digger. Right, right, right. <laughs> but he ain't messing with no broke, broke. Ooh. <laughs> anyway, back to the movie. Nancy's trying to sleep in Tina's room. And there's a crucifix hanging on the wall. And the crucifix, much like Ray J, falls off. Yeah, oh, damn. Anyway, the damn. crucifix falls off the wall. Oh, you're right. It is black rings. Nice. Nice. You see what I'm saying, though? Wouldn't that be fun? I think that, you, that would would sell be, a, you would sell a ton of those. I should, look, and even going one step further like Yeah, and that. put Kanye's face on there? Yeah. You could put his face for when it? he interrupted Taylor Swift. Oh, for Pedro. Right? <laughs> now I'm going to let you finish. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say... Well, for Kanye. Anyway. <laughs> Although I can't say, man, if he brought in The Rock as his running mate, <laughs> I might have a hard time not smashing that button. I'm just saying. I don't know. <laughs> Could it get any worse? I'm just saying. 2020. Right. Anything can happen. Anyway. All right. Sorry. I digress. I digress. digress. So anyway, the crucifix falls off the wall, and Nancy's like, oh, that's weird. I'm just going to hold on to this, I guess. Right. So then we switch to Tina's Dreaming again. And uh, it's a dream sequence, and she's kind of running around. And then we go back to Nancy, and we go from Tina's dream, who's kind of walking around, whatever, back to Nancy. Mm -hmm. And I love this sequence. It's a freaking awesome um, practical effect where Freddie comes out of the wall, remember, above yep, Nancy's yep, bed? Yep, 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 And it's like his face and his hands, and he's like, over the bed. And then Nancy starts to wake up, and he goes back. And they showed how they did that on the documentary, uh-huh. the Never Sleep Again. They had a sheet up, with, nice. and it was all lighting and stuff, and they had him through the sheet. That's why they, it's like a magic trick. That's mm-hmm. why when she gets back up and hangs the crucifix back up, she bangs on the wall to show that it's solid, just like a magician would do. Nice. After, you know what I mean? Like, it was just like a little magic trick type of thing. Nice. So she does that. She hangs the crucifix back on the wall, and she, like, knocks on it. So then we get back into Tina's dream, and she's getting chased around by Freddy, mm-hmm. who finally catches up to her, and Tina starts getting murdered. And Freddy, because what happens is she's walking in the yard. Right. And... um that's when she sees him with the extendo arms and everything and she's like oh god and then he holds up the claws he's like this is god and then he starts chasing her this part actually makes me laugh every time because she's running "Ah, ah," and freddie's like running behind her but he was really short right he's kind of slouched over and he's waving his arms like where he's going It's just really stupid and funny. But I understand where Wes Craven was going, where it was supposed to be... A stick. That's how you know. That's how your dreams are. Gotcha. Like, you wake up something that terrified... I don't know about you. This happens to me a lot. I can have a terrifying dream, wake up freaked out, and when I start thinking about it, go, that, that was stupid. Right. Why was that so scary in my dream? Right. So, like, the crazy thing is... Um, so... Like, my dreams for me are very vivid. Mm-hmm. You know, if I remember them, I can walk you through pretty much everything. You're a and lucid it's, dreamer. It's, the crazy thing is, like, and, and me and you, you know, me and you have talked about this off air. Um, it's actually, um, 
it's like I'm watching the movie. Right. You know, in first person. Yep. And I'm acting in the movie, you know, in first person, but right. I'm also watching it in third person. Like, it's it's weird because I can see myself doing it, but then I can also watch myself as yep. I'm doing it. I got it. you. It's, it's like, that's the best way that I can describe it. So Split screen. Um, it's, it's crazy because it's almost like it's a outer body experience that I'm acting in. Right. Uh, like it's, it's, huh. so like this movie actually gave me a little bit of anxiety. Right. It's like, supposed to. Like, um, for one, the score on this thing is kind of yeah. crazy. The, yeah. It's very John Carpenter-esque. Very, very, score. very, 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 um, and, and. Again, understanding that my dreams are so vivid, like mm-hmm. this is stuff like when I've ever had, if I've ever had nightmares, it's stuff like this, right. you know, that it's the, the everyday, um, occurrences that then become scarier and scarier. Yes. You know, like you said, like he's, you know, he's running after her and stuff like that, even though he's, you know, chasing her, but it's the way that it's happening. And until they're in the boiler room, mm-hmm. which is where he makes his kill usually, right. It's all something that's familiar to them. It's her right. backyard. It's in the house. It's at the school. It's places they know, and I think that makes it worse. That and then the, the, the transition. You know, like that. Um, like, whenever you're in a dream, like one of the dreams that I can remember. You know, like vividly is um, one time I was I'm sleeping in my bed. I wake up, and my room goes from my room to like a cobblestone path. Yeah, so, it's all of a sudden different out of nowhere. And yep. as and I could look, I could turn back and I could see that corner of my room as I'm standing on the path. Like it's weird because mm-hmm. dreams don't really make sense. Right. Like it. It is. It's weird. So like this movie for me, you know, as cool as it is. Whew. Yeah. Really. <laughs> so yeah. So Freddie gets Tina. Yeah. And as he's killing her in the dream, all of a sudden she's dying in her life. Mm-hmm. And Rod wakes up because she's screaming. And he can kind of see Freddy under the sheets, but he can't really make it out. But he's clawing away at her. Mm -hmm. And then he falls out of the bed. And this is the cool part where Tina kind of rises up into the air. And she's up in the corner in the ceiling. Mm -hmm. And she's just getting slashed and slashed and slashed. And there's so much blood everywhere. And then he's getting splashed with blood. And there's blood on the ceiling. There's blood on the floor, the walls, the bed, the white sheets everywhere. And then all of a sudden she just drops. And she falls on the bed and he gets splashed with blood and she's dead. Here's the cool thing. And I've been saving this trivia because it's awesome. (laughs) The way they did that effect Uh is they had a whole set made and they built it specifically for this that rotated. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember seeing So she was actually laying on the floor, but they flipped it so Mm -hmm. it looked like she was on the ceiling. So that rotating room... Mm-hmm. Is the same room they used in Electric Boogaloo, where what? Turbo was dancing on the on the walls and shit. It's the same set. That's badass, isn't it? Badass. I fucking love it. That's where he's badass. dancing and he steps on the wall and then he's walking up the wall and he's dancing. Yeah, they just reused that set. They also used the set later on in for the Johnny Depp death scene. They used that same rotating set because they were just dumping buckets of blood through the hole. <laughs> so we'll get to that. Just a little bit. So Rod is screaming. Tina's screaming before she dies. And then Johnny Depp 
and Nancy wake up because they hear all this shit going on and they go to the door and they're like, what's happening? And they hear Rod screaming, I'll kill you! <laughs> and then he jumps out the window and they finally get the door open. Rod's gone, the window's open, it's obviously he went out the window and Tina's dead. Right. So it really looks like he murdered her. Right. So the cops show up and then they That's cut... Got the line from the fucking the trailer. Which one? Where he says, you know... Uh, the the guy and you know the guys in the bed with her and blah blah oh blah. yeah 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 exactly this is because they end up at the police station and you find out that Nancy's dad is the is police the chief mm-hmm. and there's such an awkwardness between her dad and her mom that you can totally tell they went through some kind of crazy divorce and um, so they're talking to Nancy and they're like because. The first thing he says to the mom is, I want to know why she's shacking up with some kids anyway when she's be home in bed. You know, we can't talk about this now. Let's talk about it later. But Heather Langenkamp, you can laugh a lot about some of the shit she did in this movie acting-wise. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to it. It's just funny. But this part where she's sitting there and she's all traumatized because her friend just died and her parents are kind of arguing but trying to take care of her at the same time, she did really well at playing the vulnerable teenager you can see how young she's really supposed to be because mm-hmm. i think she's only supposed to be like 15 years old because there's a part in the movie after everything starts really getting down where she looks in the mirror and she tells johnny depp god i look 20 years old and you wouldn't <laughs> say that if you were 17 or 18 no like i'm seriously thinking she's supposed to be like 15 or 16 years old but she did a really good job at being vulnerable here where they were like and with John Saxton going, are you okay, baby? Like, I know all this shit happened, but you're still my little girl. Right. And she's like, I just want to go home, you know? And she just... Are the, you okay, honey bunny? My hummingbird. My hummingbird. <laughs> there was a man. He had claws on his hand. He was invisible. There were sharp butter knives. Butter knives. <laughs> he had a map. <laughs> It's a contract to Sam Bagonza. <laughs> Look, that's probably one of my favorite. Anytime I say Sam Bagonza. Sam I mean, Sam Bagonza. Elliott and uh, Ghost Rider. Yeah, yeah. The first one. That was uh, badass, The one though. that didn't suck When he much. was riding the motorcycle and, and Sam riding, Elliott was yeah. on the horse. Oh, my he God. He said, I got I got one ride left in me. Yeah. Miho. Miho. <laughs> Miho. So, anyway, so. Um, Yo, we definitely have to cover Roadhouse, I'm just saying. Roadhouse. Do you know there's a roadhouse too? Bullshit. No one knows. Good luck finding it. It's super rare. And get this. I saw it at the store once on DVD. I didn't buy it. And I've been regretful about it ever since. It's Damn. Allegedly, it's one of the worst movies ever made. I think there's like a... So there's, you know, of course, Purple Rain. And then there's Graffiti Bridge. Yes, Graffiti Bridge. I guess the... Oh, my God. Straight to DVD, blah, right. blah, blah. Purple Rain, you can't fuck with Purple Rain. No. I love can't. that movie. Can't. Worst day in the motherfucking time. You said, you know, O-E-O-E-O. Right? <laughs> uh, 15 bucks, little man. Put, Put that, that shit, shit in, in my, my hand. hand. If, if the money doesn't show, then owe me, owe me, owe me. Jungle money. love. O-E-O-E-O. I think I want to know ya, know ya. <laughs> Did you see the Jane Silent Bob reboot? <laughs> I didn't. They run into those kids, and they're grown up now. Oh, that's badass. And they are um, they own a dispensary. Oh. <laughs> and they tell Jane and Silent Bob, like, 
hey, we used to buy weed off you guys outside the fucking Quickie Mart. <laughs> you inspired us to go into business for ourselves. And they're like, they're like millionaires. They own a dispensary. That's bad. It's fucking funny. That's a good movie if you want to see it. If you're into the Jay and Silent Bob thing at all, I teared up a little at the end. I'm not even gonna lie. Look, you know, holy you, crap! You know what movie I'm actually waiting for? What's like that? no bullshit, no bullshit, no bullshit. Bill and Ted. Yes, me too. <laughs> In fact, <laughs> it kind of fucked me up a little bit because it's supposed to be coming out next month, uh-huh. and I wanted to cover the first two movies before that movie came out, like in honor of it. And I don't know when it's getting released now, right. or if it's going to be in theaters, or if it's straight to on demand. This whole Rona thing kind of fucked me up a little bit, right? But I do want to cover because I do have both of those on VHS. I'm with it. For we sure. might have to do a two for like that's. I'm fine. Bam, bam. I'm fine with excellent that. adventure, bogus journey. Boom. I'm I'm so with it. Anyway, okay. So, Nancy, it's the next day, and Nancy's home, and she's trying to go to school, and her mom's like, you need to just stay home. She's like, no, I need to get out of the house, blah, blah, blah. So she's walking to school, and um, fucking Rod jumps out and grabs her, like, behind a bush or something and pulls her, and he's like, hey, hey, hey. And she's like, whoa. And she's like, what are you doing? And then um, he's like, I didn't kill her. I didn't kill her. There was somebody else in the room. She's like, how was there somebody else in the room and you didn't know it? She's like, I don't know. So then all of a sudden her dad's there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, shit, the cops. And he tries to run. And it's funny because <laughs> all he's got on is a pair of jeans and his leather jacket. He's not even wearing shoes. And he's like running down the street and they catch him. All the cop cars pull up. <laughs> and then Nancy's like, you used me. Like her dad used her as bait. She right. knew that kid was going to try and get a hold of her. She's like, you used me. And she's all mad. He's like, I'm protecting you. Why are you even trying to go to school anyway? Everybody's <laughs> mad at her for trying to go to school. And um, so she's mad at her dad and she goes to school. And she's sitting in English class. And this is really cool. So she's sitting in English class and they're talking about Shakespeare and the teacher's talking. Do you know who the teacher is? Mm-mm. The teacher in her, her English teacher is uh, Lynn Shea. Lynn Shay, you probably don't recognize her name, but you will know who she is. If you've ever seen the Insidious movies. I've never seen any of them. Oh, so this isn't going to be as big a deal to you then. She's the old psychic lady from the Insidious movies. Gotcha. That comes out and helps them and then gets pretty much takes over the franchise because she's so awesome. She's also in the Ouija movie. She's also in um, one of the Conjuring movies. She's in a lot of horror movies, and she's a freaking amazing actress and she's the English teacher in this scene. I thought that was really cool. Lynn Shay. Um, yeah, I just thought it was really cool. Anyway, so then Nancy falls asleep in English class, and now she's in a dream sequence. And this is probably, to me, one of the creepiest scenes in the whole movie because the guy gets up to read the Shakespeare, mm-hmm. and he's reading... And then all of a sudden, she looks up and everything's kind of blurry. And the guy's still talking in front, but it's in the background and it's really soft. And she's looking around, everything's quiet, but she. Ooh, that's eerie. That <laughs> See what I mean? Yes. Still, wait till I tell you what he's saying. It's going to be even worse. So then um, she sees Tina, because she's hearing her, Nancy, Nancy. And she looks over. And it's uh, Tina, and she's in the body bag. Mm -hmm. And she's all bloody and cut up, but she's standing in the body bag. 
And this is really cool. So the guy that's standing up in front of the class, um, mm. what he says is, let me find it here. Um, uh, I had it all saved. Okay. So. Da, 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 da. So, okay. So the lines that he was originally reading are from Julius Caesar. And he says, I dreamt tonight that I did feast with Caesar and things unlucky change my fan, charge my fantasy. I have no will to wander forth of doors, yet something leads me forth. What this something is becomes abundantly clear as student Jonathan reads aloud from Hamlet. In the most high and palmy state of Rome, a little ere the mightiest Julius fell. The grave stood tenantless, and the sheeted dead did squeak and gibber in the Roman streets. It's precisely the sheeted dead that Nancy's seeing as her friend Tina is in the body bag, and she comes forth gibbering and calling her name. Her appearance is accompanied by a further quote from Hamlet. This is what the guy is saying when he's talking like this. Oh, God. I could be bound in a nutshell and count myself a king of infinite space were it not that I have bad dreams. Oh, and shit. That's what he's fucking saying when she's seeing her friend standing there in the body bag all bloody, beckoning, beckoning her Coming. to come with her. And so this is the eeriest scene for me in the whole movie because it's so surreal and it was shot so perfectly. So then Tina goes out of the hallway and there's a trail of blood and Tina's laying there as Nancy comes out looking for her, Tina's laying there mm -hmm. and her legs lift up. Even though there's nobody there, it looks like somebody's dragging her. Her legs lift up and she gets dragged out of the, out of the camera shot mm -hmm. down the hall. And Nancy starts following it. And there's a blood trail leading her to where she's supposed to be going. So then this eeriness is broken by a little bit of comedy when the hall monitor shows up who's wearing Freddy's sweater <laughs> right. and says... Hey, where's your pass? And Nancy goes, screw your pass. And she's walking away. And uh, the hall monitor goes, hey. And she turns around and she's got Freddie's glove on. And what does she say? Did I write it down? Um, shit, I didn't write it down. She says something smart ass to her. And she's like, hey. Uh, whatever, blah blah blah. I can't remember what the. I wish I had written the line down because it's funny, but it's totally Freddy. Right. But I just love the screw your pass, and they do this because the whole you know Wes Craven did Scream. Mm -hmm. They do the same thing in Scream, and it's really really funny. Anyway, so now Nancy follows the bloody the bloody trail. And now she's in the boiler. I, room. I think you have to say the bloody trail. Yeah, the bloody Na trail. Na Nancy follows the bloody trail. So Nancy followed the bloody trail. <laughs> and now she's in the boiler room. Uh-oh. I, I literally wrote uh-oh on my notes. <laughs> so now she's getting chased by Freddy. Right. She's running around the boiler room. And you know the, you know the drill. It's dark. It's Bitch steamy. Steamy around. And she's running. <laughs> so then Freddy, um, at one point, he's like, hey. And he lifts his shirt up and he cuts his chest open and all this green goop and maggots start falling out of it and he had done stuff like this through the whole movie like i think he did this to tina i don't remember if it was tina or nancy he does this too but he chops his own fingers off 
and blood's like here, but he's like, hey, look. <laughs> and he's like squirting out. But he's supposed to be really spooky. Right. And that shit's kind of spooky. When he's Definitely. like, hey, check this out. I'm going to cut my fingers off. So then um, she's running around and she's telling herself, it's only a dream. She's yelling, it's just a dream. And then there's a pipe right there and she burns her arm on the pipe mm-hmm. to wake herself up because she knows it's just a dream. So then she wakes up and uh, she's screaming and the whole class is looking at her. They do almost this exact same scene with the classroom Mm -hmm. in Nightmare 2. Gotcha. So they're really drawing parallels there. So then the teacher's like, are you okay? She's like, no, I'll be fine. And she's gathering up her books. She's like, I'll go straight home. I'm just going to go home. And then she gets up to leave. And as she walks out the door, here's some more comedy relief. The teacher goes, you're going to need a hall pass. Screw your pass. That would have been great if you would have heard Nancy off screen down the hallway. Screw your pass. <laughs> but that didn't happen, but it would have been funny. I like that Wes Craven always puts that little bit of comedy in there mm-hmm. with it. Um, so then uh, she's going home, but she actually ends up going to the police station. But as she's walking, she looks down and she notices there's an actual burn Burn. on her arm where she burned her arm in her dream dun 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 and i think when she looks at it they even do that so then she goes to see uh rod in jail which is totally stupid because he's a murder suspect right other than she's the police chief's daughter i don't know maybe she has strings yeah so, no pun intended from later on what happened to Rod. <laughs> so, she's talking to Rod, and Rod's telling her about his own dreams. Because before, right when they were getting ready to go to sleep, after he banged the shit out of Tina, mm-hmm. he was like, girls aren't the only ones that have nightmares, meaning he's been having the nightmares, too. Right. So he's, Alluding to the yep. So he's describing Right. So, he's describing his nightmares to Nancy and the guy with the knives on his hands, and they realize they've all been dreaming about the same person. It's Freddy. So Nancy freaks out, and she leaves. And then we come to the iconic bathtub scene. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows what I'm talking about, where Nancy's sitting in the bathtub, and it's a it's a long shot of her legs spread with her against the wall of the bathtub. And then Freddy's glove, it's very erotic in its way, Mm -hmm. but not very well shot. Just like the beginning of the movie with Tina in the nightgown, it's erotic, but it's not erotic because these are teenage girls. They're innocent in a way. You know, it all kind of plays together as to why Freddy would be chasing them. Right. Because he was a child murderer and a little bit of a pervert. So. Chester, Chester, child molester. Right. I didn't want to say that. Of course. So. Nancy's there and her legs are like, you know, one's Christmas and one's New Year's and Freddie's coming to see her between the holidays. Uh-huh. The uh, <laughs> the glove comes out of the water and comes starts coming towards her, you know. And then her mom knocks on the door and she wakes her up. And I'm like, what? And she's like, I'm. are you okay? Don't fall asleep in there. And she's like, I know. She's like, I made you some warm milk. And then this is where Nancy really shows again that she's a kid. Right. She goes, warm milk? Gross. <laughs> <laughs> so then or a, or a fucking you know a teenager right exactly <laughs> well, so i mean a kid yeah. no i didn't mean like a little kid but i'm i'm at that age now where yeah. i call people Everybody. in their 20s kids right. it's horrible Everybody's anyway a kid to you. so then after her mom walks away from Crotchety the door old man oh, yeah right 
Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. Anyways. Like, hey, Sonny. Come here, fat boy. I got some popsicles in the basement. Sonny. Come here, fat boy. Get your fat ass over here. Yo, that's probably one of my favorite lines. Like, when he says that. And he always talks with a whistle. I know. I like, remember the uh, Star Wars ones? Where they're coming up to the Death Star and he's Obi-Wan Kenobi and he goes, it looks like we need to get the hell out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Then he comes back and goes, I'm just kidding. Can you imagine if I was really like that? (laughs) So funny. Funny. (laughs) So anyway, as soon as her mom walks away from the door, she gets pulled under the water. Yep. And this is a cool scene, too, because she gets pulled under, and you see her flailing around underwater, and you look up, and there's just this little tiny hole mm-hmm. that's the bathtub, and there's all this water like an ocean, and it's almost like she's under ice, and she's freaking out. That part freaked me out a little bit, too, because I don't like water. Right. Dude, I told you I was watching uh, Abyss. Uh-huh. That movie scared the shit out of me. I had never seen it. Anyway... Um, so she's freaking out in the water and she finally gets back up and she's screaming, mom, and her mom finally like uses a coat hanger to unlock the door (laughs) and she gets the door open and, uh, Nancy's freaking out and she jumps out of the tub and she's got a bathrobe on and she's not as freaked out when her mom gets in there. She's like, I'm okay. I'm okay. I just tripped getting out of the tub. I'm fine. And her mom's like, you gotta be careful. People die every year from that. You know? And she's like, (laughs) Again, you're seeing this innocent look on her face where she's just a, an innocent kid. Mm-hmm. And her mom is like trying to take care of her. But you know now her mom's a raging alcoholic mm-hmm. and she's horrible, just like Tina's mom. And yeah, like when Tina got murdered, right. they're like, her mom's in Vegas with her boyfriend. We're trying to reach her right now. Well, that's nice. Anyway, so um, she's telling her, you know, to get some sleep or whatever. So then um, Nancy's in her room watching TV, and she's trying to stay awake. She doesn't want to go to sleep. She's trying to get hopped up on caffeine. Yeah, she's figuring out what's going on. Mm -hmm. I think she took the uh, wake-up pills that were in the bathroom. There we go. And um, here's another cool little tidbit of trivia. You know what she's watching on TV? What movie she's watching? Poltergeist? Evil Dead. Oh! Good old Evil Dead. So Sam Raimi... Got you. Gave a shout out back to Wes Craven because mm-hmm. in this movie he was watching Evil Dead. In Evil Dead Two, Ash goes into the when he goes into the little uh, tool shed uh-huh. to make his to There's make a, his chainsaw hand. Uh-huh. Above the door in the background, above the door to the tool shed, Freddy's glove is hanging there. That's badass. So it's really freaking cool. And that was part of the trivia earlier, but I didn't want to read it. I wanted to save it for this because it was so neat. Anyway, she's watching Evil Dead. And um, so, yeah, the glove shows up in Evil Dead too, which is cool. So then Glenn comes. And, and it goes back to kind of what we were saying. Well, kind of what I was saying with the whole um, going from the very, very, very serious, you know, Freddy Cougar to then the That's Kooky. funny because you did use that as an uh-huh. example earlier. That's funny. Pretty it's like good. we knew. We fucking knew it. Right? Fucking knew Deja it. Deja vu. Damn right. There's a glitch in the Matrix, in the Matrix. which will also make sense later. All right. Anyway, so um, Glenn comes over and he climbs up the trellis and he comes through the window and you get kind of get the feeling this happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so then 
she asks him, they start making plans, and she's like, I need you to do me a favor. And he's like, okay. He's thinking like, ha-ha. And she's like, it's not what you think. <laughs> so she asks her to watch. She goes, I'm going to go to sleep. I want you to watch me. And if it looks like I'm having a nightmare, I need you to wake me up. So he's like, oh, okay, I can do that. So now Nancy goes to sleep, and she's dreaming. And she's walking down the street. She walks out of her house. She starts walking down the street. By the way, I've been to this house. Really? It's in L.A. I was going to ask, is it is it L.A.? Because mm-hmm. this is supposed to be like, what, Ohio? Yeah, well, they never shit. really say where Elm Street is. Gotcha. And that's the other thing. They never say the word Elm Street in this movie either. So, yeah. But anyway, and it's funny because there's a movie where Freddy goes... Every town's got an Elm Street. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, everyone possibly does. I think you're right. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's there's certain um, like certain <laughs> cities or whatever. I think all cities have a Broadway. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. all cities have a, a First Street. Right. You know, shit like that. There's so it doesn't doesn't. It's not far fetched. Absolutely. Huh. Good thing it's wasn't called Nightmare on First Street. It wouldn't have been that scary. <laughs> Nightmare on Broadway. Oh, <laughs> let, let's, jump, let's jump into this one again. My posse's on Broadway. Look, I thought you were either going to say that or you were going to you know, jump back to uh, uh, Beetlejuice because they had the Broadway. Thing. Oh, that's right. It's a Broadway show. Larry is the white guy. People think he's funny. A real estate investor who makes a lot of money. money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So my posse's on Broadway. My posse's on Broadway. <laughs> so, anyway, I've been to this house. It's in L.A. And it's cool to pull up to it because it looks exactly the same. And I've walked down that street that she walks down, that little sidewalk. Uh-huh. I've walked down that sidewalk. That house is right down the street from the high school that they went to in this movie. Nice. Which was also the school they used to be Sunnydale High in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh. Yeah, it's the same high school. Look which at is you. really cool. It's freaking awesome. And I've been to the high school too. I have pictures of it somewhere. If I find those pictures, I will throw them up on Instagram. Sweet. So check us out uh, at 700 Tapes. So anyway, Nancy's walking down the street and then she gets a little further down and she goes, Glenn, are you still watching me? And fucking Glenn comes out from behind the shrubberies. Yeah, I'm still here. But what does that mean if she's dreaming? They're both asleep. Fucking Glenn's asleep too. So then she's like, okay. She doesn't realize it yet. Right. So then she walks to the jail and she's looking down in the window and she sees Freddy. And this is really cool. He walks right through the jail bars. And you still haven't got a real clear look at his face because he's got his hat down. He walks through the jail bars and he starts murdering Rod and she freaks out. And um, she sees Tina again standing behind her talking, trying to talk to her. And it was... So here we go again. Here's some more symbolism. When Tina shows up behind her this time, mm-hmm. she turns around and looks at her and the way that she's wearing that body bag, she looks like the Virgin Mary. When you watch this movie again, watch it. There's light com- there's light shining behind her, and that body bag is over her in that perfect shape of the Virgin Mary. She looks like the Virgin Mary standing there. Wow. And I think that symbolism was put in there on purpose. There's something about the character, the Tina character here. Mm-hmm. She was the murder that got everything kicked off. That sacrificial lamb thing, the white purity, even though she was banging the banging, crap out I, of her boyfriend. Yeah, I would say definitely. But... There was still an innocence about her. The whole thing was a play on her that I think was done on purpose, absolutely. 
So then um, she um, she ends up behind her and she's watching Glenn get murdered in the jail. So she runs home. Rod. She starts, or uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Rod, thank you. So then, um, oh, um, a centipede comes out of Tina's mouth. Or millipede, or some kind of weird bug. Right. So she freaks out and she's running home, and Freddie's chasing her. And then she tries to. She runs into her house and tries to go up the stairs. And the stairs are like made out of marshmallow cream. Like she can't get up the stairs. <laughs> right. And they actually showed how they did that effect on the documentary too, and it was really cool. It was basically holes in the stairs that they filled up with like a marshmallow cream type of material. Nice. Where to try to go up. So she's trying to run up the stairs and she can't. And then she gets into her room and Freddie comes busting through the mirror and they're wrestling around and Glenn's right there asleep on the chair and they're all wrestling at his feet and he's just sleeping. So finally she reaches up and hits the alarm clock, which is one of those old school Bing. big alarm clocks with the two bells on it and it starts ringing. And it wakes her up. And this part's really funny. She sits up, and she's got such a look of disdain on her face when she looks over at Glenn asleep, and she wakes him up. And he's like, whoa, 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 what's going on? And she she goes, you bastard. <laughs> I asked you to do one thing. Wake me up, and you can't even do that. So then she was screaming and, and wrestling around, so... Oh, and then Freddie does the, the slumber party thing in the dream when they're fighting, mm -hmm. and he shreds up her pillow, and the feathers are flying everywhere. Right. That scene was really well done, with the feathers, fly, feathers flying all over the place, and them rolling around and fighting. So then she wakes up screaming, which is good, because if Nancy doesn't wake up screaming, that she won't it. wake up at all. <laughs> I, so, wouldn't even, I, look, I wasn't even ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> so she wakes up, and she's screaming, and so her mom comes to check on her. Her drunk mom comes to check on her. So Glenn's got to jump out the window again so she doesn't get in trouble. And then um, she's telling her mom, yeah, I just had a bad dream. I'm going to go right back to sleep. And um, they're like, oh, okay. So they um, show, it's cool because then Glenn, she tells Glenn to hang around, no pun intended, because he's hanging out the window. But then he's gone home and he's gone. But she looks and there's a single feather floating past the window. Oh, like from her dream where right, the right, pillow right. got shredded. So then we cut back to the jail. And uh, she had gone. Oh, she grabbed Glenn again. And they were running to the jail to save Rod. But they cut to the jail. And Rod's asleep in his um, bed. Cell. And the, she, yeah, the sheet starts moving around his neck. And then it wraps around his neck and it's hanging him. Meanwhile, she comes rushing in with Glenn. And she's like, we got to see Rod again. And he's like, the cop's like... You know, I took the night shift to get some peace and quiet. <clears throat> and she's like, no, you got to let me see him. He's in danger. And then her dad comes out. And she's like, what are you doing here? Because it's like 11 o'clock at night or some shit. Mm -hmm. She goes, what are you doing here? And he goes, I got an unsolved murder on my hands. That's what I'm doing here. He goes, why aren't you home in bed? And she's like, I got to see him. Please, you got to let me back. So, of course, it's daddy's little girl. He takes her back there just in time to see him. You know, and they're like, what are you doing, Rod? And he's like, hanging around. <laughs> But and let's keep on coming. So yeah, they finally they get Rod down, but it's too late. He's freaking dead. So then we go to the creepy funeral 
which is crazy. So, um, here's the funeral. All the parents are sitting there looking all depressed, and the preacher's doing the funeral. And he goes, but it's just like the Bible says. He that lives by the sword will die by the sword. But it's not our place to judge. <laughs> like, yeah, sure. All right, okay, that, that's cool. I can go with that, I guess. If you did that at my son's funeral, I'd be pissed. Oh, fuck pissed. Fuck pissed. Can we get Stephen King from Pet Cemetery? He did a good <laughs> sermon. Anyway, so then Nancy is walking away with her parent, with her mom, and she describes Freddie um, to, or it's her mom and dad. She describes Freddie to her dad. She's like, I know who did it. I saw him. He's wearing a dirty green and red sweater. She was like, he wears the same hat and sweater every single day. And even if it's hot outside, he wears it anyway. <laughs> he was burned up like a weenie and his name was Fred. <laughs> Bars. Uh, anyway, so she describes him. She's like, yeah, he wears a dirty green and red sweater and a dirty hat. And he's got claws. And then the mom says, um, the dad goes, you need to get her home and put her to bed. And she goes, I'm going to do better than that. I'm going to get her help. So where does her mom take her? It's a yeah. sleep study center. There we go. So, I say a sane asylum, but. <laughs> right. So they're at the sleep study center, which, okay, so years and years ago, mm -hmm. I have a CPAP machine that I sleep with. Gotcha. Right. But, um. I've been using that thing for probably 15 years now. Damn. I got off it a little while. When I went vegan, I lost that weight. I didn't need it. Right. Now that I put a little weight back on, I, I just recently dug it back out about a, two months ago. Gotcha. So um, I'm trying to drop the weight so I don't have to use it anymore. But right. when I got that, I had, sleep study. I had to go do a sleep study. Mm -hmm. And they hooked all the tubes and the little Monitors. connector things on all over me. And the whole time they were doing it, I kept thinking about this movie. I was like, dude, this is just like a nightmare on Elm Street, you know. So except. the crazy thing is, that, like, you know, like I was saying about my dreams, um, I actually want to do a sleep study because, mm -hmm. like, my 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 body is way too active. Right. Like, I legitimately will jump up, you know, and I'll talk to you like I'm in the dream, mm. and I'll lay the fuck back down. It's oh, it's. Shit. It's crazy. Like when I was younger, I used to sleepwalk and sleep talk and stuff like that. Me like, too. Um, my my anybody that saw me do it, they would know I was asleep because they'd ask me something and I'd, and I'd go, "Huh? Oh shit. Huh? Right? Like, I my dad will you know still probably tell the story to this day. He was like, "Yeah, you know, one time you came out of the room. He's like, you kind of startled me, and um, he's like, I was you know just about to turn off the lights and stuff, and you came out, and um." You know, he said that uh, I walked, like, towards the door, but I wasn't going to open the door. He was like, Roman, where, what are you doing? I said, huh? <laughs> huh? And he said, this is one of the times that I actually said something. I was like, about to use the bathroom. He's like, wait, 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 wait. Oh, no. <laughs> so he, like, grabbed me and, like, like That's shoved funny. me into the bathroom. And then I remember waking, like, coming to, like, the fuck is going on? Right. He was like, you're about to pee on yourself. Dude, when I was a kid, I walked straight through my living room one night. My parents were watching the news or something. Mm -hmm. I'd been asleep for an hour or so. I came walking right through the living room. And I was like, bye. And I opened the front door and went to walk out. And they had to grab me and put me back to bed. But I was like, nonchalant, bye. <laughs> I'm taking off. It's stuff like that. Like, to be honest, like, this movie was, again, it, it wasn't 
wasn't the best watch for me, you know, right? Because again, things are and so your dreams really do me. represent things. Like the stuff that you dream about represents stuff happening in your life. Like one time, like if you dream that there's an overflowing toilet mm-hmm. in your dream, that usually means something like you feel out of control about something, or there's something that you're trying to get cleaned up that you can't. Gotcha. Uh, you know what I mean? Usually stuff with water is all about being out of control or trying to control something or move through something. Or uh, and then sometimes, though, it's as simple as I had a dream one time that I kept trying to take a piss. Mm-hmm. And every time I went to take a piss, there was somebody in my way or there was somebody there and I couldn't. Or there was something on the ground I couldn't piss on. So or, your body was like, get your ass up. And I woke up and I was like, oh, shit, I got to piss. Yeah, it, it was time. my head going, wake up before you piss your pants. Yep. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, dreams are weird things, man. man. And they even say it in this movie that later on. They're talking about it like, nobody really understands him. And he's about to say this still in that where they're doing the, the sleep, sleep study. study. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, when I was doing my sleep apnea study, I kept thinking back to this. Like, yeah, well, you better watch out. You might pull a hat out of your dream. You know, keep fucking around. <laughs> Just saying. You're going to call me, Jasper, wake up. Sleep. No, like, like seriously, like when it comes I'm down your to co-host now, Jasper. When it comes down to the, you know, certain shit, um, like it's almost like I'm doing it and I'll wake up like in the midst of right, like doing like it's it's fucking crazy. So wow. this whole Freddy thing is like right, and that's I think that's what it was supposed to do. So they've got her all hooked up to the shit, and she goes to sleep, and they're monitoring her, and the mom and the doctor are sitting on the other side of the glass. Right. And they're talking, and this was so how they set up certain lines just to explain something away in a movie. Mm-hmm. Like in... Debunking it, or at least filling the plot. In John hole. Carpenter's Vampires. Mm-hmm. We're like, what are we doing? Why are we keeping her? She got bit by the master vampire. Yeah, that's why we need to kill her. Soon she's going to start seeing what he sees and knowing what he knows. So it's it's You giving... just drop that in there to, oh, okay. Now we know what's going on. And you can always tell almost by the way the line is delivered. Like Nancy's mom pulls out a cigarette, which tells you it's the 80s. Mm-hmm. She pulls out a cigarette and she goes, what are dreams anyway? <laughs> <laughs> And the doctor's like, no one really knows. We still don't understand it. That's why we do these studies. All we know is that sometimes they can have an effect on our waking blah, blah, blah. And he's going on. So then he's like, oh, she's starting to dream. Because she's going into REM sleep. You can see her eyeballs moving. And they're looking at this monitor on the computer. And there's numbers going up and down. So he goes, oh, okay. She's starting to have a nightmare. He goes, "Uh, typically those peak at five or six on the meter here that's why we know she's having a nightmare so then the meter starts going dee, 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 and it goes to 10 dee, dee, and he's like i've never seen anything like this and then jumps to 15 dee, 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 dee. he's like this is un- un- unheard of like i've never seen anything like this before then it jumps to 20 dee, 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 and she starts screaming and they go running in there and the, the nightmare thing's off the chart <laughs> And they go running in, and she wakes up, and she's screaming. And there's a gray streak in her hair. And her mom's like, oh, my God. There's a gray streak in your hair. Like Rogue. She got so scared. <laughs> what? Rogue. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> she got so scared. There was a streak in her hair. And um, she looks down, and there's cuts on her arm. Scary bitch. Right? <laughs> so there's cuts on her arm, like the claw marks. 
and they're like, oh my God, what happened to your arm? Like, we don't know. And then she goes, I pulled something out with me. And she reaches under the sheets and she's got his hat. And the mom freaks out. Like, oh, yeah. what the hell's going on here? You know, I don't know about this. I need to go home and drink. <laughs> so then um, Nancy's home. It's like the next morning. Right. Nancy's there and she's drinking coffee now. And Try to stay up on caffeine. Right. So her mom, she finds out that her mom knows all about Freddie. And she's like, just look at the hat. His name's in the hat. Fred Krueger. And she's like, you don't need to worry about him. She goes, what are you not telling me? And she goes, nothing. She goes, did you have that hat examined by the cops? She's like, no, I threw that dirty thing away. And somehow Nancy knew exactly where the hat was. It was in the drawer her mom was standing in front of. And she pulls out. She goes, it's right here. And you won't look at it. And she's like, nah. And they get in a big fight. And Nancy storms out. And because um, she knows now her mom knows something about it, but she's not saying anything. So she's really pissed. So then they cut to Glenn and Nancy on this bridge and they're eating like fast food and they're talking about dreams. And Glenn's telling her, well, in some, there's a culture where dreams are like the religion. They get all their art, all their writing from it. They think it's a great thing to dream and you can be awake in your dream and know what you're doing. And she goes, well, what if there's monsters in the dream? He goes, well, they just turn their back on him. This is very important foreshadowing for the end of the movie. He goes, they just turn their back on him. So then he leaves, and Nancy goes home. Oh, and, you know, he looks down, and he goes, what is this? It's a, like a survivalist, anarchist cookbook type of book. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what is all this? Like booby traps and self-survival type shit. And she's like, I just want to be safe. <laughs> So then Nancy goes home, and there's bars on the windows now. Her mom has got bars put on the windows, and she goes, and she's like, what is all this? And her mom's drunk, just out of her mind drunk. She's like, "Uh, I'm just trying to protect you. And she goes, come here, I'll show you something. And they go to the cellar. Her mom wasn't really slurring her words. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but (laughs) you know what? I'm going to show you something. Come here. Come down to the cellar. So they go to the cellar. And she says, um, Freddy Krueger was a child murderer. And pretty much they caught him. And when he went to court, like one of the search warrants or something wasn't filled out properly. And he got off on some bullshit. They had to let him go. So pretty much the parents got pissed, chased him to his abandoned boiler room where he'd been killing kids, locked him in, soaked the plate with gas, placed with gasoline. And it was just like Goodfellas. He'll light a match and blow the joint. And they lit a match and they blew the joint. Fuck you. Pay me. Fuck you. Pay me. Fuck you. Pay me. Freddy's been out killing your kids. Fuck, fuck you. Pay, pay me. me. Said, You're yeah. all burned up like a weenie. Your name is Fred. Fuck, fuck you. you. Pay me. <laughs> <laughs> so then she goes, Freddy's dead. He can't do anything to you anymore. And she goes, look, I even kept his glove. And she reaches in the furnace and she pulls out this old dirty rag, and the glove is in there. And Nancy's like triggered. Oh my god! So <clears throat> then they cut to uh, Glenn in his room with his sexy half shirt, football number on it. Remember? Do you remember those? Are you old enough to remember yes. those in the eighties? Everybody's wearing them. 
Maybe it went past the 80s. I'm I about to say, sure. it had, definitely had to go past the 80s because I'm 91. I know. Uh, okay, I'm just saying. I know in the 80s, that was a big thing. The, the Jocks. Cool guys at school wore them. I was always too fat to wear those. Yeah. Anyway. I understand. Glenn's in his room, and he's on the phone with Nancy, and she's laying out the whole plan for him. She's like, look, I'm going to go into my dream, and I'm going to get him and bring him out just like I did with his hat. All I need you to do is come over here around midnight and help me. And she's like, just don't fall asleep. <laughs> He's like, all right, I got you. You think she would have learned her lesson by now about Glenn falling asleep? Right. He's like, all right, I got you. So then Glenn's sitting on his bed, and he's got one of those cool little portable TV things. He's got headphones on. And his mom comes in to check on him, and he's already sleeping. He just got off the phone with Nancy. He's already asleep. And his mom has to wake him up. And she goes, how can you be listening to your music and watching TV at the same time? He goes, oh, I wasn't listening to TV. I was just watching it. I had the sound down. I was listening to music. He goes, Miss Nude America comes on at midnight, which I first off, I need to point a couple things out here. Number one, I did not know there was a Miss Nude America. Shit, neither did and I. number two, I didn't know they televised it on free TV. <laughs> right? That free TV that I had to sign that uh, petition about in the lobby of the movie theater to make sure I kept. <laughs> anyway, so then she's like, oh, my God. And I, I thought it was funny he was telling his mom this. Right. I'm going to watch Miss Nude America. And then she's like, ah, oh, don't get fresh. Blah, 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 blah. Again, his parents are horrible, too. His parents are absolutely awful, especially his dad, who's a big, fat asshole. We'll find <laughs> out in a minute. So she goes like... So don't be up too long, whatever, and she leaves. So then Nancy's mom is tucking Nancy in, and Nancy's faking like she's asleep. And then as soon as uh, her mom leaves and shuts the door, she jumps up, and she's got a pot of coffee stashed under the dresser, and she pulls it out, and she's got coffee to stay awake. And she gets up to change her clothes. She's also porky pigging it. She's got <laughs> the shirt, no pants. And then they do this whole weird thing. I don't know why this was weird. Maybe it's because... Nancy seems so wholesome and everything. They do the whole back nude shot where she takes her shirt off and she's naked, but you don't see anything because it's just her back. Right. And then she puts a button-up shirt on. And she's kind of getting dressed so she can go get Freddy is what's going on. So then um, Glenn's parents are outside talking and her dad's being a huge asshole. And he's your typical fat guy with the... He's dressed like Peter Griffin. Fat guy and he, he's dressed like Peter girl. Griffin, and he he is built like Peter Griffin. It's really funny. He's got the tight pants with the belt, mm -hmm. with the shirt tucked in, and his gut <laughs> hanging over. It's a button-up shirt, and he's like, "I don't want our son anywhere near that kid. She's psycho," and he's just kind of being an asshole about it. So then Nancy's trying to sneak out, but the door's locked, and. Or she okay? So first she opens the bedroom door to see if the coast is clear, and there's her mom digging a bottle of vodka out of the linen closet that was hidden under the towels, and going back to her room. And then I'm like, "This is your house, right? Why are you stashing alcohol? Like, other than you don't want to go downstairs to get it, it's easier to get it out of the linen closet. I don't know, but she had vodka stashed in the closet because she's a raging alcoholic. So then, um. She calls Glenn to make sure he's coming, and her dad answers. Her mom answers the phone and goes, "Hang on." And she tells her dad, "It's her. She wants to talk to Glenn." 
what about? He goes, what's this concerning? She goes, hang on, she tells the dad. She says it's very private, but she's, and it's very important. And he goes, I'll take care of this. And he grabs the phone from the mom and he goes, cleanse the sleep. And he hangs up. She's like, he goes, no. that's that. And he goes, in fact, and he takes the phone off the hook all smug. <laughs> I'm a big fat asshole. <laughs> and so they 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 walk off. So if you guys could have seen his facial expression right now, you guys, <laughs> you guys would have lost your shit. <laughs> so then they show Glenn and he's sleeping on his bed. And Nancy is trying to call still, but now there's the phone's off the hook. So Nancy calls and she picks up the phone and she hears screeching the Freddy Claus and she freaks out and she rips the phone cord out of the wall and throws the phone on her bed and then she's like, Oh great. I'm asleep. What if he tried no, she's oh. like, What if he tries to call now? What am I gonna do? <laughs> so then um the phone's on the bed, the cord's ripped out of the wall and the phone starts ringing anyway. This freaked me out a little bit. This always freaked me out as a kid that that was gonna happen, mm-hmm. even though I never did. So she walks over to the bed all kind of scared and she picks up the phone and this is the whole part where he's like, I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. And the tongue comes out of the phone and licks her. Ah. <laughs> like, oh. And she screams, no. And then she realizes she's locked in the house. She goes to run out to save Glenn. She can't open the door. Her mom's laying on the couch asleep, like drunk. And she's like, open the door. And she's like, no, you're going to get some sleep tonight if it kills me. You need to get some sleep. And you're fat. She didn't call her fat, but she's drunk, so she might have. Right. So she gets into it with her mom. Her mom won't let her out of the house. And Nancy's screaming, Glenn! Glenn! So then Glenn is in his room, and the Freddy glove comes up and grabs him and starts pulling him down into his bed. And he's like, no, no, and he's grabbing stuff, and everything's going down the hole with him, the TV, the headphones, the blankets, the pillows all get sucked down this big hole. And then all of this blood just comes pouring out of the hole in an upward direction. I'm going to say upward, yep. Hitting the ceiling. <sighs> so the way they did this is they used the same reverse room. And they literally had guys with buckets of blood just pouring it through that hole as they filmed. Damn. Yeah. That's why there's so much blood was used on the set. So the BBG meter's off the scale on this off one. Off the scale. So anyway, so um, so then there's Glenn. He's dead. And then the ambulance shows up. And this is kind of a little funny thing they threw in there. They bring the stretcher out, and they're walking by. And you hear one of the cops off camera go, you don't need a stretcher. You need a mop. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, damn. So then they get in there, and blood's dripping from the ceiling. And the cop's, like, trying to catch her with a bucket. <laughs> and Nancy's dad is there and um, Nancy calls and she tells her dad I know who it is and I'm going to catch him I just need you to get back over here in like 20 minutes to to arrest him when I pull him out because that will give me enough time to fall asleep and grab him and get back please promise me you're going to do that he's like yeah 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 I'll do that so then Nancy gets all home alone on Freddy and she starts setting up setting booby up. traps all over the house. With she's got the guide she, yeah. She's got the sledgehammer cocked up on the tripwire. <laughs> she's got the old gunpowder and the light bulb trick. <laughs> all kinds of shit going on. 
And I almost, I didn't have time because I was a busy week, but I almost, because we haven't done a, a, a quiz show in a little bit, I almost did a, was it a Home Alone gag or, or a Nightmare on Elm Street gag? <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't have time. That would have so, been, been funny. That would have been good. So she's, and I feel like this whole montage, they should have been playing like the A-Team music or something. So anyways, now she's ready. So we get back to Glenn's crime scene. And Nancy's dad's like, what did the coroner say? And that's when the guy's like, nothing. He's been in the bathroom puking since he got here. Like it's like nobody's Fuck ever that. seen anything like this. So Nancy says goodnight to her mom. I'm just going to go to bed. And she's going to go to sleep. So as she's trying to go to sleep, she's replaying in her head what Glenn told her earlier in the day. What do you do if there's monsters? We just turn your back on them. So she's thinking about that as she goes to sleep. So then she wakes up, and now she's dreaming. And she goes down to the the cellar where the furnace is at, mm -hmm. and she opens it up, and she finds the rag, but the glove's not there. The glove is gone. So I noticed in the background as she did this, this is totally unrelated to the movie, but I thought it was cool. Mm -hmm. In the background in the cellar, mm -hmm is a velvet tapestry of the dogs playing poker. <laughs> That's classy, baby. That's classy. Real swanky. You know, it's velvet Elvis or nothing. What, what is that, velvet? <laughs> but yeah. Uh -huh. So that show, it totally shows you it's the 80s because they had the dogs playing poker, which I swore when I was a kid I was going to have one of those hanging in my house. But I don't. I'm, I'm legitimately surprised you don't have one. I don't know if take that as a, as a cut or, or a compliment. Um, <laughs> we'll go, you know, just, just off of nostalgia alone. Right, there you go. Compliment. <laughs> I need to put that on my, on my list of things I need then. Hang that in the living room. I'll appreciate that. That'd be badass. Right there when people walk in, it's the first thing they see. Mm -hmm. Like, who's winning? Right. The Sharpay? <laughs> Pitbull? Is, is it the boxer? <laughs> so now, um, she is, all of a sudden she's in the boiler room. Mm -hmm. And she hears Tina. And she can hear Glenn screaming, and she finds the crucifix on the ground from earlier mm -hmm. that was in Tina's room, and she finds Glenn's bloody headphones, his Beats by Dre, <laughs> were laying there on the ground, bloody. They were uh, bloody by Dre. <laughs> anyway, so then Freddie jumps out of nowhere, blah, time to die, bitch. Oh. And she's like, he sure says bitch a lot. So she's running, and um, she's making him chase her, and um, they're running around the boiler room, and now all of a sudden they're in her front yard. Mm -hmm. And she's walking around, and she doesn't see him, and he jumps out of nowhere and grabs her, and she's like, ah, and she tackles him. And she's like, I got you now. And then the, because she's looking at the timer on her watch, and it's counting down five, four, three, just as she grabs him. Right. So then the alarm goes off, and she wakes up in her room, and she's by herself, and she's looking around, and she sits up in her bed, and she looks around, and she goes, oh, great, I am crazy, because she's starting to think now, okay, I'm crazy. All of a sudden, Freddie jumps up from behind the bed, blah, and he's in the real world now. So, Freddie, um... I made a list here of what happens to Freddy as he's chasing Nancy through the house. 
So if you guys would like to imagine the Benny Hill music in your head as I'm playing this. <laughs> Freddie gets a sledgehammer to the gut. <laughs> he falls down some stairs. He trips over the tripwire, which blows up the light bulb and fucks them all up. Then she douses him with gasoline and sets him on fire. And as she sets him on fire with the gasoline, he's going, No! No! Like, <laughs> fuck! This happened to me before. Right. Not again. So he's in the basement burnt because she chased him. He chased her down to the basement. That's where she doused him mm-hmm. and lit him on fire. He's like, No! So then she's running to the window. She's like, Help! Help! Get my dad! To the cop. So finally her dad comes running over. And they bust in the house. He's got like three other cops with him. And there's fire down in the basement. So he sends the three cops down there. And Nancy and her dad notice there's fiery footprints coming from the basement door around to the stairs and then up the stairs. And she's like, oh, shit. He's after mom. So they run up and they bust open the bedroom to her mom's room. And Freddie's on top of the mom, and he's on fire still. And he's like, oh, oh, and then he disappears, and there's just a sheet there. This effect is so cool. They go up, and they pull the sheet off the bed, and it's like a burned-up skeleton of her mom Mm -hmm. because she was on fire. Right. And she kind of lifts her hand a little bit. And then the whole bed, like underneath it, it's like lightning and fog and like some kind of ether world is under there. And the skeleton just starts sinking down into it. And they're like, no, mom. And it's cool because this is kind of the same effect they do in, I believe it's part four mm-hmm. or part three. Part three, Nightmare Three, where the deaf kid gets... Uh, tied up to the bed and then the bottom falls out of the bed it's that same kind of neither world underneath them gotcha so anyway um the mom goes down and then the bed's solid again and they do that whole thing where they pat the mattress to show it's solid it was all a trick and um they're freaking out and then she tells the dad she's okay and he's like i'm gonna go check on my men and see what's going on she knows freddie's still there Mm-hmm. So she's kind of getting rid of her dad and she knows. So she turns her back to the corner, like she turns her back to the room. She's facing the corner and Freddie comes stalking up behind her. And, um, he's like, thought you could get away from me. Uh, uh, I'm going to kill you. Uh, and she's ignoring him. And then she tells him, she goes, you're nothing. You're shit. And he's like, what? And she's like, I figured this out. I figured out this is all just a dream, blah, blah, blah. And she turns around and she goes, I take back every ounce of power and energy that I gave you. And he goes, what? And all of a sudden he's like, what are you talking? Wait a minute. And he goes, and he dives at her and he just disappears as he gets to her. And it's like sparkly kind of blue. He's gone. So then we cut to the next morning and Nancy gets up and it's sunny 
and bright outside and they her and her mom her mom's like i feel great and her and her mom go outside and the birds are singing and the sun's shining and her mom's like you know i don't think i'm gonna drink anymore she's like really she's like yeah i just don't feel like it Live my life to the fullest, like type of, you know, like, right. Well, Turn yeah. the new leaf. You know, some shit's about to go down. People start talking like that. Of course. So then Johnny Depp comes pulling up, and he's got Tina in the car and Rod's in the car, and they're alive. Oh, because she told him right before he disappeared. She's like, "I want everybody back. I want my mom and my friends back, and you're gonna go away, and I take back all my power." So they come around the corner. Glenn's driving. Tina's there. Rod's there. They're in his car. And um, they, she gets in the car and they're all laughing. Hey guys, how's it going? Ha ha ha! So then the top goes up on the convertible because it's a Cadillac convertible. Mm-hmm. The top goes up by itself, and you notice the top is colored exactly like Freddie's sweater. Mm-hmm. And they all look up and they kind of laugh and they're like, I don't know what's going on. Right there, right there. And the the little things lock and the door locks fall down, and. Nancy realizes what's going on. She starts beating on the window. She's like, Mom! 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 And the car takes off with them in it. They're all screaming. And her mom's like, Bye! Bye. She's all waving. So then the window breaks in the door. And it's Freddie's glove. And he grabs the mom. He's like, And he yanks her through the door. And then the car's still going down the street. And it drives by. And it goes to turn the corner. And it drives by those little girls in the yard jumping Jumping rope rope. and wearing the white dresses. Mm -hmm. And what are they doing? I love it. I can't play it enough. As the car is going around the corner and you realize, holy shit, what is going on? And then you got nine. And then we roll trailer. We roll trailer. We roll credits to the cool ass nightmare song. And that's the movie. So we ran a little long on this one. We're we're coming up on three, and I'm alright with that. Same here. Even though I gotta be up in like three hours. I'm yeah. <laughs> so um Never sleep again. I'm good, man. I feel this was a fun episode. Hell yeah. I had a lot of fun. Something about doing it at night just gives it a whole other atmosphere, I think. Definitely. All right, scale of one to ten, what do you give this movie? I give it a solid seven. Really? Yeah. Seven? Yeah. Like seriously, like I wish I could like really, really indulge in you know in this movie like that, but again, my dreams are so fucking vivid. Like it it is it is on it is on another like level for me. Right. You know, like I, I legitimately have to, you know, try to be unbiased as possible. Right. But, you know, when it comes to the, again, the the things that I can't control. Yeah. And, and like, this fucks with my psyche. Yep. You know, especially like, like even how the, the movie ends, it's real inceptiony. You That's know? why it's so good. I know. Because it fucks with you. That's what... Good movies, I know. art in general, is mm-hmm. supposed to fuck with you. If it doesn't fuck with you, it's not any good. So I give this movie a nine. Gotcha. It's nigh perfect. Um, just because I, this is nostalgia for me. It's soft spot in my heart for Freddy Krueger. 
watched this movie, like I said, the first time on TV when I was eight or nine years old. I had a little TV in the... We didn't have a big house. Mm -hmm. I had one of those little, like the little portable TV Glenn's watching. Right. I had one of those. Maybe a, I don't know, eight inch screen, (laughs) 10 inch screen, something like that. Right. But it was black and white. Mm -hmm. And it was under the kitchen table. So when I wanted to watch TV at night, I would go in and put that on the kitchen table and I would watch TV in the kitchen with the lights off. Oh, And that's how I watched a bunch of horror movies when I was a kid. So I remember this movie specifically. I this played on like a Friday night or something, mm-hmm. and all day at school, that's all I could talk about. I couldn't wait for Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm gonna watch Nightmare on Elm Street tonight. It's gonna be awesome. Blah, blah, blah. Can't wait. Freddy Krueger. Never seen this movie before. I don't even want to see it. Blah, 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 blah. So finally, I yeah, I watched it, mm-hmm. and when it was over, I was so freaking pumped. I was so hyped by this movie. I was like, that was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen in my life. So. There's a few movies I remember watching on that little TV that are just soft spots in my heart. It's this movie, gotcha. Halloween 2, okay. The Howling, and um, I think those three movies majorly, those three movies. I watched Damn, a lot was, of horror movies. I was going to say London and, you know, Werewolf in London or whatever. Yeah, but those, yeah, American <laughs> Werewolf in London, I watched on that too. But something about those three movies, Strike... They resonate with me. Gotcha. I can remember the days perfectly. Like, I know that The Howling was a Saturday night, mm-hmm. and it was a full moon that night, and I thought it was so cool that I was going to watch this werewolf movie on the night that there was a full moon. Right. And I looked forward to it all day, like, watching cartoons and having lunch. I was thinking about, The Howling comes on tonight. I can't wait. This is what horror was to me. Gotcha. And it still is. And I get so excited about it, because all this childhood stuff, just the feeling of being excited and finally getting to watch this movie that I've been hearing about and waiting to see even though it was on TV and it was edited I didn't really know any different right. until later when I started renting them I'm like oh well, there's shit. boobs in this movie <laughs> <laughs> you know right but I remember looking out the window at the full moon and I'm like five minutes it starts in five minutes I guess it came on at like eight o'clock or something you know mm-hmm. and just yeah Nightmare on Elm Street was one of those movies for me I was like it was amazing even the closing music oh it's a nightmare it's only a dream no it's a nightmare <laughs> I was singing that song for weeks I'd run around my house it's a nightmare it's only a dream you know oh shit dude I would go through the TV guide like at the end of the week when the TV guide wasn't any good anymore because they would have ads for the movies like Saturday 8 o'clock The Howling on CBS or whatever you know I would cut those clippings out like for Nightmare on Elm Street The Howling like all the movies that like they'd have an advertisement for it Mm -hmm. because it was pictures like they had a picture of of um, Freddy Krueger Mm -hmm. and a picture of Michael Myers I would cut them all out and hang them up on the wall in my room you know I had a thing with just all these clippings out of the tv guide or thank i mean god forbid there was like a story about something like that in oh. the tv guide that was in color then i could cut that out too and i had all this stuff hanging everywhere and <laughs> yeah it was dude i was such a horror freak from as early as i can remember watching like black and white universal studios movies dracula mm-hmm. frankenstein the wolfman the wolfman was my favorite oh the wolfman for oh sure. man i used to run around my yard acting like i was the wolfman like behind the trees and everything because they had that, that iconic shot where he's looking out from behind the tree I'd be doing that and like running around trying to run around like on my on my toes right. like I was the wolf man I fucking loved it and you know I get excited about it now just talking about it you can, you can definitely you know? hear it so yeah I'd give this movie definitely a 9 gotcha. it's, it's almost perfect 
Gotcha. Just with the nostalgia and everything. And every time I watch this movie, I feel the exact same way as I did the first time I watched and, it. And look, I, I wish I could have that same experience or yeah. even something close to it, but I feel like I had to kind of guard myself a little right. bit because, again, my dreams are real as right. fuck. Well, there's not a lot real. of movies like that for me. Gotcha. But I think you're the same way Ro was because I told you the story last week. Mm-hmm. I showed Ro this movie thinking, oh, it's a it's a nice light movie to, to introduce her to horror movies. Not because she's lucid dreams kind of like you. She uh-huh. remembers her dreams very vividly. But she got me the other day when I watched this and I made the notes on it. Uh-huh. I fell asleep on the bed afterwards. Uh-huh. She was like doing something somewhere else, but I fell asleep on the bed. She didn't realize I had just watched this movie, I don't think. Mm-hmm. She came in, and I was wearing shorts. She raked her nails down my leg, and I went, <gasps> I came, like, jumping up out of a dead sleep, like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And she's laughing. Freddie like, almost oh, got me. <laughs> and she's like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I'm like, no, it's okay. I'm all right. I'm okay. I'm right. your boyfriend. Yeah, now. right. And she's like, I'm your girlfriend now, Jasper. <laughs> oh, and I woke up again. <gasps> I'm just oh, kidding. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. So, full circle. Let's do some BBG BBGs. here. I know we ain't got much of a. Uh, is, I always, again, I always get this. There was implied boobs in this movie. I always get this, again, this scene, this movie, and then the pool scene. Yeah, well, there weren't any boobs in the second movie either. Okay, see, so... You didn't get really... Okay, so they held off on the boobs in this series. Gotcha. But when you did get boobs, they were quite possibly one of the... Okay, we're going to have to do this one day. One of the best horror movie boobs ever. And it was the nurse from part three. Gotcha. Rivaling only with the nurse chick from Halloween 2. Like, I have a list in my head of the of the top boob oh. scenes in, in horror movies. All and right, those, Mr. Those, Naked. Those two are up there. <laughs> we'll do that. Maybe around Halloween, we'll gotcha. do, We'll do like, the best boobs in boobs. horror or something. Okay. Because I have a list. I have a top five. But those are two of them. Anyway, <laughs> um, there were implied boobs. Gotcha. But there weren't really boobs. So... You know, silhouette boobs. Yeah. Especially when Nancy gets pulled under the water. Mm. But it was one of those things, like, I never looked at Heather Langenkamp like that. And I think it's because they played her so wholesome. I was like, I really don't want to see her naked. You know, it's not like Linnea Quigley mm-hmm. or, um, you know, any of the other, like, scream queens. Like, you're like, oh, oh, here comes a shower scene. You know what I mean? Like, it was it was never like that. So. With, uh, with Heather with, with the ending. What what would you say happened? You don't know. That that's what I'm asking. What would you what would you say? I don't know. Um you kind of is implied in the third movie that when she moved out she did extensive therapy and now she's she became a therapist to help people with problems like this mm-hmm. because of what happened to her. But I think most likely she just woke up and was like, Oh shit, and then they moved because she's like, I can't live here anymore. But I don't think her friends were still alive. I think that was all. What about mom? I think mom probably, maybe, I, I don't think mom came back. I think mom was gone. Like, I think that's why she had to move. Because the mom is not there in the third movie. Her dad is back, but her mom's not. So her mom's dead. Damn. Freddie got her mom. Because in the third movie. In the real world. In the real world. So. In the really you, real. Do you feel like Freddie's still in the real world? No. Okay. Freddie went back to the dream world. Otherwise, with, he wouldn't be able to fuck with the kid in the next movie. Well, uh, the, and the reason, I, well, I, knowing that, so do you think like the whole bed scene was him going back into the dream world? 
Like when when the mom was going down. Like maybe. I think he went back in the dream world when she got him and he disappeared. But I think once he got back there, he regathered his strength and was like, oh, fuck this. You know what I mean? Like, he thought, she thought she got him, but she didn't get him. It's, it's so, like. But they leave it, they leave it open to a lot of interpretation. Gotcha. But I know for a fact, the people that died in this movie stayed dead. Because gotcha. they're never seen again. You know? Going back to the whole, you know, BBG thing. Of course, there's no boobs. So, I'm just going to go with a flat zero right. on that. Good. But blood? But on the blood meter. Shit, it's through the roof. I'm giving it a nice 10. Yeah, for sure. Hell yeah. Like, it is a splashing good time. Lots and lots Blo- of Bloody hell. Bloody hell. Blo- bloody hell. Guts? Uh, I would say the, the, the cut. Yeah, uh, you know, or whatever, whatever came out of right. Freddy or whatever. I say maybe I'd give it maybe a three. Yeah, just yeah. for that, yeah. and for I mean there were other things like you could kind of say those are Johnny Depp's guts kind of coming out of the. Out of the to be honest, I I I I put all that into the blood. But with Spike in the blood meter, that's a good yeah, thing for sure. Right, so we got that for sure. So uh, let's go ahead right now and take a listen to what we're doing next time on the Seven Hundred Tapes podcast. All right, pop quiz. Airport, gunman with one hostage. He's using her for cover. He's almost to a plane. You're 100 feet away. What do you think? Shoot the hostage. What? Go for the good wound and he can't get to the plane with her. Clear shot. You're deeply nuts, you know that? All right, gentlemen, what we have here are 13 passengers in an express elevator. Bomb's already taken out cables. Bomber wants $3 million or he blows the emergency brakes. Anything else that'll keep this elevator from falling? basement he can strike anywhere at any time well, mr guest please sign in why are they messing with me do they think i'm doing this for fun <laughs> for la cop jack Traven. tell me again harry why did i take this job come on 30 more years of this you get a tiny pension and a cheap gold watch cool the game began very exciting, Jack. Some close calls, huh? When someone put the city of Los Angeles to the ultimate test. Pop quiz, hot shot. There's a bomb on a bus. Once the bus goes 50 miles an hour, the bomb is armed. If it drops below 50, it blows up. What do you do? What do you do? Now. Are you insured? Yeah, why? He's the only solution. We just got a ransom demand from your terrorist. Says he's rigged the city bus. Where's Jack? Where do you think? Stay on or get off. Get off. This is much better. Everybody hold on! trigger aimed at your head what do you do what do you do speed get ready for rush hour
there's a bomb on the bus. That's right. Next time, we're going to be doing speed. And this is that awesome, awesome music from the closing credits. We ran a little bit long this time. We want to thank you guys for sticking with us here in the dead of night in the outlands of Arizona. Be sure to join us next time for speed. Keanu Reeves goodness. I am Jasperino. And on behalf of the man, the myth, the legacy, Mr. Roman Alvarado. Thank you guys for joining us. And we will catch you on the motherfucking flip side. Peace. Peace out.